0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. As always, I am Brent Young, joined by my good friends, uh, heavy warriors in the light of the good side, the Cincinnati Bearcat faithful, if you will, Chad Brendel, Aaron Smith. Aaron, how are we? You know,
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I just didn't expect us to still be sitting at number two. And uh pleasant surprises, but we'll see what happens when the real rankings come out tomorrow.
0: The big day is tomorrow, uh, D-Day, if you will, for this uh what is the rest to come, the in the college football season. Chad, how are we? I'm good. I'm
2: good. You you didn't feel like you had the same level of juice. Are you are you tired today? Are you work, <sighs> you know,
0: work weary out? A weekend in uh in Nollins, as they call it. Uh, City that never sleeps, another one of those. I mean, I go from Indianapolis down to there. A little was there a wedding down here? down to knowledge Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was the holy matrimony of the Bearcats beating Tulane 31 <laughs> to 12. Not as fun of, of a wedding as I've been to the last, you know, what the whole entire season, but uh, still still a wedding nonetheless. <laughs> but uh we'll,
2: we'll let our guest in on this joke. Bill Bill Bender from the Sporting News is here with us. Bill, welcome uh brent the first three weeks of the season had weddings that he he missed covering games uh because he had to go to weddings one of them was in ireland ireland where yeah. it was that's correct ireland it told was. Him he needs new friends that don't schedule fall weddings
3: that's a rule i always tell people and thanks for having me on gentlemen um as a, it and we'll get into it you know ohio guy when i got married we, my wife and I, God bless her, made sure that we got married in between the Masters and the NFL draft.
2: <laughs> we you got a window. Yeah, we had the window. And
3: then, of course, we get there, and one of the groomsmen was like, there's a Cavs playoff game on. I was like, there are 55 Cavs playoff games that you can watch. You can miss the first one against the Pistons. You'll be all right. So, uh, yeah, we know the importance of scheduling life around sporting events. There's no doubt about that.
4: I, I I playoffs.
3: Yeah, that's I was going like
1: to say six,
2: M- six months thing, right? It, yeah. I mean,
1: they they go on forever. You would have been just fine,
2: right? I I, I had I scheduled mine around AAU tournaments because I'm, I'm out on the road a lot in July, right. so we had to schedule around that. Aaron, I did you I, do? You, does the the girlfriend allow you to move stuff into those lockers behind you?
1: Uh, no. the, the kids have those taken up with a lot of toys and what have you
2: (laughs) but it makes it makes for a nice backdrop though right it does it's like you're you're definitely in the sporting element yeah with the uh with the lockers in the background i like it all right let's get
0: going let's get aesthetics i agree i agree yeah so uh weddings aside ireland was fun new orleans was was even more fun new orleans and uh during halloween one of the best places to be speaking of one of the best places to be during halloween don't don't correct me if i'm wrong that's one of ohio's biggest uh biggest weekends up there if if i'm correct right bill
2: well that in is athens. in athens that's a big weekend and yeah. then, and that's
3: that's me i'm an ou grad um survived four years down there and uh <laughs> you know since we're on a cincinnati podcast here i remember going down so i was there during the, the Kenyon martin heyday of cincinnati right. and we went down on a i think it was his sophomore or junior year when the bearcats were that good and, and went down and watched the bearcats slaughter the the Bobcats down there, and um, uh-huh. a couple of years ago, they gave Cincinnati a run on the football field, but uh, didn't uh-huh. quite close the door. Um, and my uh, a guy I coached travel basketball with is actually a Cincinnati. Sli- he OU and then went to Cincinnati, so we we talk a lot of Bearcats. I talked a lot of Bearcats on Chad's. Twitter feed last night um, <laughs> I know we're going to get into that well, but i um, into it <laughs> I'm not I'm going to ease right into that because let me let me before this is my preemptive defense and I'll start with this so oh you're ready you're ready Bill. so when Cincinnati or when Michigan State beat Michigan Saturday okay 37-33 win I'm sitting there and I do our playoff picture every week and I talked to my editor and I said who are we putting it for I was like, should we put Michigan State? Should we put Cincinnati? I'll be honest. I didn't think that it would cause – I get why Cincinnati would be mad about it, but I looked at it as here's here's what how I would defend it. Maybe the wording in the article isn't what you want, and I understand that because the, the point Chad made that's right is you can't base your pick on the future schedule. That's totally understandable. What I did base it on is they did beat Michigan. I think Michigan's a better team than Notre Dame. Like objectively i mean subjectively whatever you want to put it i think that's a better win that beating michigan than it is the beating in notre dame i think michigan state and cincinnati are pretty identical resume wise if they played and vegas had a line on it i think cincinnati might be like a one and a half point favorite maybe but knowing how the committee thinks and here's where I'm interested to see it tomorrow night. I think the Bearcats could be ranked anywhere from number three to number seven. And I won't be surprised.
2: And I actually agree with that Bill. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I, one, I don't think Michigan is objectively or subjectively better than Notre Dame. I, and, and especially the Notre Dame we've seen the past two weeks. Now, maybe that's, mm-hmm. you know, they were still figuring some things out with Jack Cone. Um, but how do we know how good Michigan is? They, they, they haven't played anyone other than Michigan State to this point. And, and that's the brilliance. We, you know, there was some chatter about this yesterday on Twitter. That's the brilliance of what the Big Ten does. They backload. They take and give all those teams kind of the easy games in October. They allow them to stack up wins. And then they create a situation where you've got, you know, before Penn State fell off, you had four teams in the top ten coming into you know that stretch going into November. That's going to be the telling stretch for the Big Ten. I, I commend them for that, but I I don't know that we know how good Michigan is other than that they they played Michigan State really well. Um, they they obviously get credit for that, but I don't know that we can say. I, I I mean I think if you want to say Notre Dame and Michigan are in the same ballpark, I I, I do think. Cincinnati gets a little credit because they went to Notre Dame and won, which is, you know, very difficult to do. Um, But I don't know that they're that much different. And, and to your point, I do think on paper, Michigan state and Cincinnati are pretty close. I just, you know, I, I didn't like the wording that Mm -hmm. because, and here's why I didn't like that wording specifically, Bill, Mm -hmm. Michigan state's going to get a bump for those games that are coming up on their schedule when they happen. Let's not give them a double bump by saying they're going to happen and then they get a bump when they do happen. That's all.
3: And that's fair. I I think the one non-con win that they had. And and so here's another thing I learned about Twitter. I typically don't engage. If I don't engage you last night, I don't get on this podcast because I typically (laughs) just let it go and and but some of the comments, and I, I, maybe it was because my fantasy team was down or whatever, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? This dude, I'm going, at, I'm going back. And number one, I'm an Ohio guy too, so I can take it. I like to draw back and forth with Ohio guys. And um, um, I, I see all those points. And, and when I said, look, as a, as a Mac grad, I want to see Cincinnati get in the playoff. I do, personally, because I think it's the right thing. It's, it's a nod to what Luke Fickles built. It's He's a phenomenal coach, a Columbus guy, another Catholic school kid like me. Um, I think – and you guys, I don't know if you've ever discussed this. When I see Cincinnati, I actually think he's built them in a 90s Michigan-type model or even a 90s Ohio State-type model. Yeah, I, tr- it, there's a lot of trestle ball to it. Yeah, tough defense, Ohio kids, all those things that I love. Um, now, looking at it and, – and I and I hate to, like, be branded as – a national guy in general, because I'm not, I'm more, I follow this region more than anything else. And I hate the, you know, you think like the other national guys, I don't because, but I do see what kind of the end game is here is Cincinnati could go 13 and 0 and get screwed. And that's of course. what comes, and how, and it's just the how and the big how is probably going to come out of the big 10.
4: Yeah.
0: Which is expected Pro- because there's so many probably. higher, high ranked teams, but yeah, like well, like the I Big said. Ten
2: champions getting in though, I think. Right, I, I, I think a lot of this comes down to, you Unless know, this is Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, so,
1: that'd be a wild might card. Be,
2: you might be playing running back for Minnesota at the rate that they're <laughs> on right now.
3: Do you? Um, I think Cincinnati would win the Big Ten West. That's that is, another yeah. thing. I, I think there's okay. they're they they would win the Big Ten West, no doubt. And I've said that like openly now. Where you get into the weird hypotheticals, I think, like I said, Michigan State and them are even. Michigan and them. Now that's the other thing. had uh, let me ask you this, Chad, because I'm curious. Say, let's say Michigan won that game Saturday, and Michigan takes care of business on the road, and I put them number
2: four. What? What's I, the? Well, one, you know, Luke Fickle's the head coach of Cincinnati, so we hate Michigan now. Um, right. <laughs> that's fair, uh, Daddy's honest. I, I actually probably would would have given Michigan more credit for getting a road
3: win, and that's fair too. And and I think they that, that that's something that Michigan gets that national bump anyway over Michigan. That drives right. Michigan State fans crazy. So it, it does. There's the three paths I see for Cincinnati that make the most sense. And I was talking to Ken Brew about this Sunday. He's my guy at 700 WOW. Love talking to him. Another OU guy. It's one you need Alabama to lose to Georgia. Correct. And, and or somebody. Out. It's two Oklahoma loses. Right. Because I, I would consider Cincinnati on the level of a Big 12 champion. I have no problems seeing that because right. the Oklahoma hasn't – who have they beat? I mean, Cincinnati's
0: – Oklahoma's I, best I wins think... are K-State and uh, Texas would be the two. Yeah, they
3: beat nobody to Beaten this nobody. point. And then the third would be – this Big Ten carnage produces a two loss champion somehow because I, Chad, you hit it. I mean, one loss or less, the Big Ten teams
2: get in. The question yeah. is how many SEC teams get in? Mm-hmm. Because we all know if Alabama runs the table and beats Georgia in the championship game, Alabama and Georgia are in. Yes. And then, and then you have a Big Ten champion in mo- more likely than not. And then the fourth spot. Is Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Oregon. Oregon? You know, if Ohio State gets in, what does that do bump wise for Oregon? Like, you know, that we've ran through the scenarios over and over mm-hmm. again because what else do we what else do we really have to talk about right now?
3: Can I can I ask you guys a question? Since I'm a absolutely, right, I yes, absolutely. But, so, how annoyed do you get when you hear? And I even felt it a little bit last week. because like. Anybody that knows anything about football knows when you play Navy, you're glad when the game's over. Yeah. Because they're going to play keep away. You may win by 10. I, I, I've always said that when you play a service academy. You just, you're glad when the game's over and you've got more points. Tulane was a little bit different because they got off to a slow start. But this notion that Cincinnati has to score 50 every week drives me crazy because if you know Luke Fickle and know what he's about, he's not going into a game thinking, I have to win this game 62 to nothing.
4: Yeah. Well,
1: I I think that basically what it came down to in both those games was the matter of how many possessions do you have in a game where you're just slugging it out with this slow, slow-paced game. And when you look at it, I mean, there was one possession in both the first and the third quarter for Cincinnati against Tulane. You're not going to put up 50 points when you're only getting 10 possessions in a in a game. That's, that's wild. Right.
2: And, and the crazy and- thing is Cincinnati scored on half of their possessions.
1: Right. Right. Right.
2: And, 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 we're, then, and we're crushing them. Yeah, and I think – I just don't buy that
3: narrative at all because I, they, the one of the things that – in that Twitter mentions last night, they were saying, well, look at the common opponent between Michigan State and um, Cincinnati. Well,
4: uh, they Indiana. Both won.
3: Indiana, yeah. And I was like, well, they both won. I mean, and yeah, Michigan State played not great in that game. They had a ton of penalties. I was like, well, they won. I mean, I, that's what I look at. And and that game control buzz phrase came out a couple years ago. I'm like, whatever. I mean, Cincinnati's going to do what they need to do to win. Do they need to cover every week? No. What they, I think, they actually need to, the other things to happen. They need Notre Dame to keep winning. They need. They didn't need SMU to lose on a hundred yard kickoff return last week. If that I Disagree Man. there. I disagree there, Bill. Okay.
0: Because Houston's I, ranked now. Because Houston. Now Houston yeah. Well,
2: because I I just don't think. If Like, if, say, SMU stayed undefeated, Cincinnati beats SMU in the regular season, then they have to play again mm-hmm. in the championship game, Cincinnati's not going to get double credit for beating SMU twice. That's
3: fair. And that's fair. That,
2: that, that's the only reason, like, that's the only reason I thought if you can get two ranked teams, you play one in the regular season, one in the title game, you're at least going to get credit for beating both in the hypothetical that Cincinnati goes 13 and oh, I don't want it to come off
4: as no, no. you know, we're
2: saying those are easy, but I'm just saying I'm fascinated tomorrow to see what the committee does with SMU and Houston. Do they respect them or not? Because if they don't respect them, it makes it very clear. We're going to make this really difficult for Cincinnati because they already like, let's they they already have Tulsa who stinks again. Mm-hmm. USF, who's dreadful, and ECU on the schedule. So they're going to get knocked for those, those three weeks when the other teams are playing a higher-caliber opponent. If they can get the actual credit they deserve for potentially beating SMU and then coming back and beating Houston, that, that's then they've got a puncher's chance, I think. Well, we're –
3: where do you guys think they'll be ranked i i think they're going to be ranked because and here's something that i always tell people ap got ap pool which i don't have a vote in but i kind of sketch it out what it would be if i was doing it um writers podcasters us basically um we view this differently than the committee the committee does and i sure. think in terms of those are 80s and coaches, and they do they rely a lot on the eye test, a, a, a lot on those buzzwords. Like they'll go into a room, they know how good Alabama is, so they assume that they should just be ranked higher than they are, despite right. the one loss. Right. They're not going to look at all those metrics that we look at, and I think that's why I think Cincinnati's probably going to be ranked five or six tomorrow, even though, and that's part part of what the playoff picture I wrote. They will probably be ranked. Five and one, even though they're two in the AP pool.
1: So then yeah. I guess my question would be, the hell's the point of having an AP poll? I mean, it's well, that's been there. Yeah,
3: it's always, it, as soon as those rankings come out tomorrow, and I love the AP poll and I love all the guys, a lot of the guys that write, that vote in that, that, that's just college football now. And it's one of the unfortunate things is all of our focus goes to the playoff rankings as soon as they come out. And um,
2: and generally know, the polls the next week will mimic correct the college football playoff rankings do you guys think he'll be in the top four here is here is my take on that and I'm probably I had somebody tell me I was naive for this take and they might be right I don't think perception wise they want to deal with the backlash that happens if you leave Cincinnati out of the top four now because there is, as we just talked about, with the games that are coming up, and I, that's kind of why I had like like, like a, an exception to, to Michigan State getting credit for their schedule before they they play that portion of their schedule, is because there's going to be weeks where, you know, Cincinnati's playing somebody playing South Florida, and Michigan State's playing Penn State or Michigan State's playing Ohio. I don't know how the schedule exactly lines up, but they're going to get that bump like if you're going to shut Cincinnati out of this thing, the opportunities to do that are naturally already laid out. And I think if you put five, I I don't think will cause a lot of backlash. If Cincinnati's any farther back than five and the optics are all of these writers and all of these coaches, or uh, if you know the system, all of these interns uh, that work in the coach's office, who fill out the ballot every week. (laughs) They have since they all have Cincinnati at two and the playoff committee has them at six. If they're at six, the message is you're not in, you're out. I think
3: they were eight last year. They were eight last year, which was way high, like way too low. I mean, low. In in terms of where they should have been. And that's, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to be in that five or six. The one thing, and, and I didn't, Uh, If we didn't get in that Twitter conversation last night, I probably wouldn't have got too wound up about it because here's my other thing. I don't think Michigan state has a chance to beat Ohio state.
4: Not with that pass
3: defense, not with going to Ohio stadium on November 20th. And I, and I still don't know how to feel about Ohio state. The other, the two big questions I have tomorrow, one, obviously Cincinnati and two, are they going to put Oregon ahead of Ohio state? Based on right. the fact that Oregon went to Ohio State and won, but without their best player, and now the perception is, well, Oregon lost this. What is the perception they feel there? Because you can again use metrics like eye test, but to me, they played it. They played, and you, right. and Oregon win in their house and won. So how could you have Ohio State ranked ahead of them? And if they do, and the AP pool does, by the way,
2: um, yeah, that one spot that's corrected itself.
3: Over a little the past bit, couple right? weeks, a little yeah. bit. Because I don't think Ohio State looked good Saturday by their stand. I don't think no. they played well. I think they, the defensive line has been better, but their red zone struggles were obvious. They couldn't run the ball early, and that, you know, I you if you guys are onto something, it's something that I've been trying to say a little bit. I think the Big Ten as a whole, outside of Ohio State, is overrated. It
1: is this? I wanted you to really use excited. that. I wanted you to use that <laughs> word so bad.
3: It's a touch, over, and you know why I think it's a touch overrated is because I've been trying to say this every week that there is not a quarterback in the Big Ten that I think can beat Ohio State,
4: and uh, that's where I, it I, starts. Right. Yeah,
3: I like agree. with that. Petris, now, Desmond, can Desmond Ritter go beat Ohio State? Be I, a, I think you a have lot a, of
0: teams in his life.
3: Yeah, he's got a. I would have more confidence in him than a Spencer Petris, or what we saw with Sean Clifford or, and I know, and I'm saying this knowing I know what happened when they went up to Ohio stadium a couple of years ago. I know they got beat 49, nothing. And Justin Fields was awesome and all those things happened. But I mean, Michigan hasn't beat Ohio state in a decade, right? But, you know, none of these schools have a quarter and that's, I guess that's the X factor. Does Cincinnati, does Cincinnati have a quarterback that could make it interesting at least with that Ohio state machine? For sure.
0: I I think they got the defense. My question is kind of uh, with the whole best win and and things of that sort, because, yeah, Oregon's win at Ohio State is probably the best win in college football of the people that have a chance to, to make it to the playoffs. When does the Notre Dame game turn from, okay, Notre Dame's kind of down this year. It was a good win, but, you know, Notre Dame's not the Notre Dame of old. When does that win turn into, okay, this is actually a really, really good win for Cincinnati, because I, I feel like it's it's kind of still being tagged as like a, yes, Notre Dame's not as strong as they've always been. When do you think it'll turn into, wow, this is one of the best wins and a reason, a win that could boost Cincinnati into the playoff?
3: Well, I, you know, Notre Dame early in the season was just not, I think part of it was what we saw last year was a very good Notre Dame team. Right. <laughs> I mean, they were very good. They were good enough. Other than the first 15 plays against Alabama that game wasn't that bad. And I know that sounds right. like, oh, other than the 20 plays Devontae Smith made, it wasn't bad. But no, I'm serious. Like, they were really good last year. But then, were. and I anticipated seeing the same thing this year. So when they looked horrible against Florida State in the second half, and then they, they did kick Wisconsin's, you know what? They, they kicked their butt pretty good. And then, but Cincinnati, the most impressive thing about that win was that they controlled that game start to finish. There was right. never a point in that game and I picked Notre Dame to win that week. There was never a point I thought Notre Dame's going to win during the game because right. they shut down the running game. Now, since they've got the running game going, they've settled in at quarterback. They've beat some decent teams, um, and then looking at their schedule, if they go eleven and one, that's that's what you need. I mean, because Notre Dame's used that path before to go, but they've had to go twelve and zero. So, I mean, yeah. the more they win. That will look as good as anything that Ohio State does. That will look as good as anything that Oklahoma does. The SEC—I'm sorry, guys—they play by their own rules. That—that's they've yeah, got weird. their own. That's like somebody a tax said, bracket. You don't get to get in because somebody
2: said today on my timeline. They're like, "Why if we're if all all that matters is the best win and why are we not talking Cincinnati being better than Georgia?" And I just ignore. I'm like. I'm not even engaging in that. Like, if you watch, have you watched the Georgia defense play this year? Like they're good. And Alabama has their own set of
3: rules that's separate from everybody else. So um, you know, I think that's kind of where we're at. But but certainly I'm anxious to see where they put Notre Dame tomorrow. How are they ahead of Michigan? Are they ahead of, I guess. Wake Forest is like the fringy team that I don't know what to do with because they, yes, they're undefeated, but yes, the ACC is very bad.
0: Yeah. Because if, if Notre Dame would have beaten Cincinnati in that game and be undefeated right now, they'd more than likely be in, in that the first poll in the top four. Yeah, for sure. And they,
3: and of course, they've played power five opponents, but, but who are we talking right. about? Virginia Tech. I mean, North Carolina. USC on a year where they've got a lame duck coach or a fired coach. I'm sorry. And um, it makes it hard. And Notre Dame fights that battle every year. And, and, you know, somebody that's lived in Big Ten country and there was some other ones that that said you're this Big Ten homer. Well, yes and yes and no. I mean, because I probably follow it the closest, but I've always followed Notre Dame. And I you know, like I said, that one weekend when Notre Dame, Michigan, Penn State and Ohio State were off. That was the weekend you should have gone to the wedding if Cincinnati
0: didn't. Have it
4: to
0: <laughs> I just didn't. Cars didn't fall that way, but it was it was all well. But uh, so and then, like opponents, uh, the Oklahoma two lane game was way 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 long ago. I I was in Ireland when that took place, obviously. <laughs> but if if people are looking at just records of teams and kind of just like scores, it doesn't seem like people are diving too deep into it. I mean, would you not look at a five-point win for Oklahoma? And, and then, of course, the struggles that Oklahoma had against Kansas, uh, you know, two weeks ago, uh, is that something that ties in? Or do you think it's just, you know, if, if Oklahoma – I'm talking for the initial rankings. If Oklahoma wins out, then those are two ranked right. wins on the road. But as of tomorrow coming out, is the committee just going to shoe away the struggles and p- potentially put them over Cincinnati? Because if they're at seven or six – that means Oklahoma's ahead of them just because yeah. they had one really good, good win this past weekend.
3: I think Oklahoma is going to be ahead of Cincinnati regardless, just off yeah. committee behavior. I, right. I do. And they, the one thing with them that I think really changed and I'm going to get into some hyperbole here, but the one thing that changed their season was putting Caleb Williams in yeah. because I think they went from an offense that looked very stop and start to I've seen putting him the Heisman winner good. in, right? <laughs> like he may get, he may be a Heisman finalist that didn't start five games. And he's pretty, he's good. He, he is. Their offense is very good, but it comes down to this again. And Cincinnati's going to figure this out in a few years when they go to the Big 12. But even though Oklahoma won't be there, um, if Cincinnati were in the Big 12 this year, I think they'd be playing Oklahoma for the Big 12 championship. I think if they played at Oklahoma, they'd get beat. And I think if they played at Cincinnati, all bets are off because it'd be a pretty good game. Because it's hard to go win at Oklahoma. It just is. They're they're really good at home and they're pretty even. But I think Caleb Williams did change the game for them perception wise because of what he's done since that Texas game. But they don't have a win that we talked about that. What win do they have?
2: He was still the quarterback when they were losing to Kansas for 57 minutes, 56 minutes, whatever it was. Their defense is not
3: a national championship defense. It's a playoff right. defense. It's it's a definitely a playoff offense, but it's not. And that's the knock that that program's faced for – and they haven't won a national title since 2000, and they've had some really good teams along the way.
1: They've got three big games coming up, though, so we'll see what they're made of over the course of the next three games. I know it's uh, Iowa State. got to
2: buy this week, then Iowa State, Baylor. At, and, at uh, Baylor.
3: The Baylor Iowa game State has Hall. my attention because Baylor can run the football. And they're yeah. running for like 230 yards a game. Dave Aranda's done a really nice job there. And there's always one. I mean, I, I think they'll beat Oklahoma State because they just have ownership of that rivalry. That Baylor game is the one that, if you're a Cincinnati fan, you watch that one with great interest because that, that's their shot to lose, in my opinion.
2: And Iowa State's had flashes mm-hmm. of being who we thought they were going to be, but they haven't done it consistently. But there have been some flashes this year where it's like, oh, okay, that's who we that's who we thought Mm -hmm. Iowa State was going to be. But, you know, Matt Campbell's going to lose five games a year. So
4: that's what he does.
1: Now, you say that the SEC plays by its own rules, but Big Ten's the only conference right now with a three loss team in the top 25. So and that's Penn State. Um, Do you put more into when a team loses, what their ranking was like if a team beats a team that's ranked? Do you put more into that team when they were ranked, or do you put it where they finish, like, as the season progresses? I so,
4: mean,
3: yeah, I, I get that. I mean, like I was talking about Michigan State earlier, and, I mean, Miami was different when they had Derrick King down in Miami, and they beat them you know. down there. That wasn't an easy game. I know Miami is what they are, but, I mean, at the time – I always say that at the time, yeah, a win is a little bit different. Um, Wisconsin's really hard for me to figure out right now because yeah. they – were down and that notre dame victory looked really good then it didn't look good and now i'm wondering is wisconsin going to be in indianapolis which is a very good possibility given that they've beaten purdue and iowa and could beat minnesota um but that goes again to the big 10 west which is not the big 10 east i think it's just that little bit of you know we're going to watch ohio state play all these teams in order i think they're going to crush nebraska i think purdue could no, I can't say it. I can't say Purdue. Again. Even though <laughs> well, Purdue, I wanted Purdue to. Purdue might beat Michigan State this week. Right, that that I could buy. Now, I'm just like, can I can Purdue throw a scare into them? No. And, and again, it comes down to Peyton Thorne and Cade McNamara or J.J. McCarthy going against the Buckeyes. I can't see it. And that's why what? I think you guys are going to end up arguing that one at the end of the road. It's going to be want- an Ohio State-Cincinnati thing. and Just put them two and three and let them play.
1: Yep. I guess what I was getting at though is, you know, if if these teams lose, like a Michigan drops two now, if they lose to, you know, one of the other games that they have on their schedule, like, and all of a sudden you're looking at teams that are in, you know, the less than the top 15, where you're looking at a top 20 team or, or Penn State falling out. Is the committee going to still be like, well, they were still a top 10 team when they played? Or, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I did the mock playoff exercise a couple of years ago. I got to go down
3: there and do that with other writers and, and talk to like, I talked to Bill Hancock a lot about that. I was like, not because he, he doesn't personally do it, but I was like, you've been in the room. What, what do these guys look at? You know, how, how much does at the time mean how do they, or they, do they just kind of look at, Oh, these, this is how many ranked victories they had. I saw a tweet by Ross Dellinger tonight. That was, it ranks strength of schedule which I always have trouble with because I'm like this, the strength of the team changes, you know, like playing LSU now probably a little bit easier than playing them seven weeks ago. I mean, just is. Um, And uh, those kind of things. So, and I think that's, I just think they rely way too much on eye test and this team is good. And my simple rules, which for Cincinnati are bad as like, if you want to make the playoff and my man, Mike, the course, he gets mad when I tell him this, I was like, so far, the rules are pretty simple. It's be from a power five conference, go undefeated and don't lose twice. That's pretty much how you get in the or, or be Alabama or Ohio state. When you don't win your conference.
0: Makes sense. And that's unfortunate.
2: They're not wrong. I mean, they've laid the blueprint out. That's why Cincinnati is having such a tough time trying to swim upstream, but they have the one thing that a group of five net team has never had. And that's the win. Yeah. You Yeah, UCF paving the way part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. 2000 2017 UCF. We, we appreciate what you've done for us. Um, Bill, you're you're, you're you are you you have not seen any of that. But there's a there's this whole thing from UCF fans that they feel like Cincinnati is indebted to them because this wouldn't be happening for Cincinnati if 2017 UCF didn't pave well, the way. I've always thought Houston had the the shot. Yeah. They had,
3: they had the, they had the wins. I, I went down and watched them play Cincinnati that year when they had Greg Ward. They had
2: the look. They beat Oklahoma. They beat – who did they lose to? Navy? Louisville. No, they beat, they beat Oklahoma. They beat Louisville. And then they lost three times at the end of the year.
3: Yeah, they, they just went haywire at the end. They had everything the group of five school needed to do it. And yep. it's much like the other time, and this was BCS era, the other team that had the look was Boise. The year, they yep. lost to Colin Kaepernick. I mean, they did everything you needed to do. So Cincinnati has the look, still needs a little bit of help. But, you know, we we think – and this is the other thing that I, that is why I didn't get too upset last night and wanted to talk to you guys because we think we have – like, I in my head think I have the whole thing figured out. Something will happen in, in November to disrupt it.
4: Whether November. it's Ohio State
3: tripping up or Oklahoma tripping up or – you know, you kind of need Oregon to lose just to get them out of the way. I suppose they're that good about happen. it, yeah. But I yeah. think go ahead. Cincinnati's got a comparable resume to Oregon at the end of the road, though. Because yeah. I don't think people view the Pac-12 as this like la- they're 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 still a Power Five conference. But if you look at the strength of schedule there, it's not very good.
0: Well, let's let's say on Oregon then. If say Oregon does run the tape. And Stanford sitting there with seven losses on the year, right? Like, is that just uh, Oh, Oregon had one fluke game. Let's you know, let's ignore that pretty terrible loss, honestly, and just say, hey, Oregon, you're in because of that one big road win at Ohio State.
3: Man, I'll tell you what, I was there when they. I went and covered that game, and they looked awesome against Ohio State that day. They right. they were out schemed the Buckeyes. They looked fast. Their defense was great. Kayvon wasn't even on the field No, Justin Flo wasn't even on the field and I and it's very rare that you go and I've covered a lot of Buckeye games it it it's very rare you go in there and watch them get outclassed right and I think I've seen it twice in the last seven years I saw them do it and when Baker went in there and planted the flag Oklahoma outclassed them that game where it was like they're better in every way
4: right. and then
3: they turn around and they haven't looked that way since whether it's the Verdell injury and I've, I've I you know, watched a little bit of them against Colorado Saturday, and I'm still thinking, and just, and that's what voters and the committee fall into. You watch them, and you can be underwhelmed at times. And despite that win, it, it gets it gets a little dicey for them. Even though, as a principle, yes, they should be ranked against uh, ahead of Ohio State tomorrow. Will they be? That's the uh, that's Cincinnati's question one. That's my question two. Question three is probably. I always kind of look at the first two loss team as a barometer of which conference they're favoring. I'm guessing it's going to be a and and yeah. then they'll go and then we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. So, so when you step inside of the committee room, when they're all sitting in, in the ballroom, watching the games together as, as we've been told that they do, do you think that they've got like people separated watching a game and then you come back to the big group and, and kind of fill us all in? Because I mean, last Saturday, if, if you're sitting there watching Cincinnati-Tulane and watching Tulane just run the football over and over and over again, kind of a boring game relative to say, and then you have the exciting Michigan-Michigan State game going on, no matter how, how truly strong they are. Right. Do you think it's kind of just like, okay, since he's not doing great against Tulane, just let that be the lone thing we remember from that game, and then, wow, look at, look at Michigan State amounting this big comeback, and, and all of a sudden, here they are. They should be a top team.
3: Well, and that's what I think gets lazy because to me it's – if Cincinnati gets in a game for the next three weeks, and I'm not even counting SMU, that maybe they're down by 10 in the third quarter, that would have my attention more. Right. than It'd be like you had – was there – I always look at There's never a point where I th- – even – and I watched the Navy game. I had – now, don't get mad. It was on the second TV down in my basement, <laughs> but I had it on. Hey, if it's on, that's good. One, one – I like watching Navy play for some reason, like you're I'm a masochist. I'm, I love <laughs> watching. I hate it when my teams are playing them, but I love watching it because I'm like, how many minutes is this drive going to last? And, but that even though they were running the clock, there was never a point where I thought UC is going to lose this game because they get the ball Ritter and fling it down the field or Ford would do his thing. And um, and it's the same thing as last week. There was never a point where I thought, well, yeah, they're not winning by 30, but, you know what they? There's never a point where I thought Tulane was going to win the game. When it gets to the point where I'm like, okay, SMU might beat Cincinnati. I think that becomes a little bit of a problem.
2: All right, Bill. We asked for 30 minutes. You, you've given us almost 40. You didn't know that. Like you didn't think this was going to be as detailed a podcast. No, you thought doesn't. we were just going to yell at each other. And
3: no, I came ready. I, I no, like I said, I enjoy this. I mean, if not to get too sidetracked, but like I enjoy. Watching Ohio teams play. I mean, I, I like the high school scene. I'm up here in Pickerington, by the way. So, we're, Central, yeah, Central. We're in the football factory up here with Central and North, and um, so we we enjoy football at every level. I do, and you guys can believe it or not, and hopefully, some of your Twitter followers believe this. <laughs> or, I want to see Cincinnati get in because I want to see it. I yeah. want to see it once and for all. If they go play Georgia and lose by 28, so be it but at least we got to see it, and it will be a precursor to when they expand this thing, which they will, that you want to see the group of five school get it. As an Ohio graduate, I tell people all the time, the day they get a 12 seed in the playoff is the day I'm there, and I don't care if they're playing Ohio State or whoever. I mean, we made it. We made a playoff game, and I think that's something that that Cincinnati can carry for the rest of the conference. So maybe some of your your commenters, can I take down those Mr. Rogers clown things and stuff and, <laughs> and go for maybe I earn that back. They called me unoriginal and then they put that up. I see that
4: clown like, <laughs> Wow, I
2: want to say personally, I appreciate that that you defended your stuff. Yeah, Because so many people won't like, there was a, I'm not going to mention names. The people listening know who I'm talking about. There was a guy that said like, like four Completely wrong things about ranking Cincinnati 24th in the preseason. And I quote tweeted the video and I'm like, Well, you're wrong about this, you're wrong about this, you're wrong about this, you're wrong about this. Wrong about this. Like, what are we doing? No, and and, and instead know. of responding, he blocked me. And
3: no, if I was wrong about <laughs> it was something. a national guy too, Bill. Hey, r- writers are allowed to admit when they're wrong. If there was something <laughs> wrong in the context, it was saying, Well, they've got this meat left it was oh, That's fair. But I, you know, we, we already went through the Michigan Notre Dame thing. That's kind of yeah. how I looked at it. And that's no, fair. That's, that and part's defended, fine. because We can, yeah.
2: we can discuss that.
3: Yeah. Like you can get into that, but I'll never come out and say like somebody, well, you're wrong. And then, but once they come after my illustrious high school playoff playing career at Fisher Catholic <laughs> High School, then I'm just going to go right back at you, buddy. <laughs>
4: right? That wasn't you.
3: That was some of your guys. No, like I, I would I said, never. Twitter's do that. great when you figure out that you can talk back. It's wonderful.
2: Oh, well, I figured that out a long time ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have not learned that part of Twitter yeah. yet, but i tell you what, Bill, you did a really good job there at the end, kind of kind of closing it up. And and all the listeners will be like, you know what? That that Bill Bender guy is a pretty, pretty cool yeah, guy. <laughs> yeah, all right. So thanks so much you, for well, let's do this again um down the road. Yeah, we'll Maybe late in late November. I'd weeks love to check and,
3: back in with you guys. This was a lot of fun.
2: I loved right, having Bill. you on, and it was uh it was outstanding and the content was good, and that's what matters in these days. And you're gonna be just like us, stuck glued to the TV tomorrow night at eight o'clock, fascinated to see Seven. how it plays out. Seven yeah, o'clock.
0: Absolutely. Whew, don't miss it. Whew. But yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Hey Bill, thanks a bunch. Tell, uh, tell everyone where they can find you Twitter wise, uh, website and everything of that sort. Yeah. I'm at billbender92
3: at sportingnews.com. Um, just ready. I mean, tomorrow, it, it, like I said, it, it's all going to change tomorrow. We have a lot of fun doing the content over there. We, we've got Mike DeCoursey in basketball too, and he is the best college basketball writer in the country. And he also, makes me angry on a every other day basis. So uh, we have a lot of fun over there, but he's the best. And uh, make sure you're following him too. All
0: right, cool. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Have a good one. Appreciate
3: you. Hey, guys, when is this going up? Like, I'll I'll make sure to share it and everything. It was a lot of fun. Uh, It'll
2: it'll go up tonight, and then we'll we'll re-hit it again tomorrow. But uh, I will tag you in it tonight when we get it up.
3: All right, man. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks. thanks. Thanks, Appreciate it, Bill.
0: We'll see you. That
2: was great. That That was was great.
0: Bill Bender from uh, the Sporting News. And, you know, Chad, Chad, I was, I was hoping that you were going to, you know, throw some haymakers, but you guys kind of were, were buddy-buddy around the campfire from the get-go. That was, that was good
4: was to no see. There was, there was no need. There was no need.
2: Like, we hashed it out on Twitter last night. Like, we, like. that's the thing.
4: <laughs>
2: I, I respect more than anything somebody that's going to stand on their, their box and say, look, this is what I said. This is why I said it, and I'm not backing down from it. Right. And I, kudos to him for admitting, adding the Michigan State part about their, you know, the schedule being tougher down the road wasn't the right thing to put in the article. Like, Cincinnati's yeah. fighting against enough. They don't need right. to fight against the schedule getting tougher twice. Like, yeah. your schedule's going to get tough, so we're giving you a bonus point. And then when your schedule gets tough, we're giving you more bonus points then. So credit to him for that. We can argue about Michigan and Notre Dame all day.
0: At least I mean, a win trajectory. on the road at Notre Dame is bigger than at home. It, like, I mean, that's got to be a home win over like but, Bama, Georgia, like one of those. But big, if, but big if he times. thinks if he thinks Michigan is better than Notre Dame,
2: that's fine.
0: Yeah, no, it's fine. Yes, no, I agree. I agree. I just think the home and the road factor is the one thing you. that can't be skipped over. And yeah, if they're comparable teams, yes, I'm I'm 100 okay with that. But the home and road thing, that's like four extra points in, in Vegas. That's, that's a big swing. It really is. But no, that was awesome. Good job for with Bill. And, you know, I, one, one thing I take away from that convo is where like he's saying all the AP voters and, and himself personally, and then other people, you know, around the sport itself, they're just ready to see it. They're, they're, they're ready to see a group of five team, like, like Cincinnati, one that's worthy of it, have a chance at the playoff, you know, and I, I wonder how many people, if any, in the committee hold that kind of feeling. Like, you know what? Hey, Cincinnati is comparable to these teams right now that are in that top five. I bet so, Barta doesn't. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. He just enjoys watching Iowa get shellacked by by Wisconsin. It just, uh, which feeds into that that overrated thing. But you know, Aaron, it's just like, at what point do, does someone in the committee say, you know, what, guys, like. Cincinnati, their resume is good. Like, yes, their strength schedule isn't great because it's it's being completely drugged down by a lot of these just bottom of the barrel teams. When the bottom of the barrel in these other conferences just aren't simply as bad. Maybe it's a perception thing. Maybe it's just a hey, you play in the Big Ten, so you're even though your record is this bad and you've lost this way and that way, you're still in the Big Ten, so well, you're still well, better than these teams.
1: That's why I brought up the questions that I brought up. Like, it, it means something to me that there's only one conference that has a three loss team in the top 25 and it's Penn State and they've dropped the last three. Like, why are they still in the top 25 with three losses when there's other teams that you could put in that top 25? But it makes me feel like we're boosting these teams up to make, you know, somebody from the Big Ten ensure that they get in. Yeah. And so that's, that's the stuff that's kind of frustrating to me. I mean, I haven't gone and checked to see like how many writers are voting in the AP from different conferences. or done that much homework. And as far as that goes, but just seems a little crazy to me that Penn state is the only team in there with three losses. And that's why I asked, you know, why does, or does it matter as an AP voter when the team loses or when, when a team wins against a ranked team, like, right. As, as the weeks progress and say a Penn state drops out of the top 25, are we still making that? a good win because they beat them at X time, you know, that's well, where Aaron, we my can probably answer this.
0: that with last year when Cincinnati played army and yes, it was a very weird season up to that point where numerous teams weren't ranked because they weren't even playing football yet. This, that, and the other, but army was ranked at the time that they came in and played Cincinnati. And at the end of the season, it was not considered a ranked win for the Bearcats.
1: So well, and it, that's why Notre Dame has to mean so much though. Is because they beat them when they were a, what top ten team, yeah, and they're back yeah, and, in and top ten you know. now. So that has to mean something. Like that's a very quality win. Like more so than a Penn State that's you know a twenty three. Come on, man. I mean, that's why when I when
0: I asked they that question. they dropped
2: three spots. They dropped. They lost again and dropped three spots.
0: Yeah, that's my point. Three
2: losses in a row.
0: Because Chad, it was a good. It was a good because they were supposed to lose <laughs> quality no. quality loss quality losses <laughs> right but no that's why i important. was that's why i asked the question about the notre dame when is it gonna transition from this you know notre dame's just not really down you know like i a, a, a quick hot flash and the hot news to everyone out there the entire college football scene is kind of down right now it's like this is not a season where teams well, are you know why rewriting record books Yeah.
2: Because there's not great quarterbacks this year. Right. The quarterback play is not like, if you look at last year, they were talking about five quarterbacks going one, two, three, four, five. Right. And, 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 and college, college football was amazing because there were five amazing quarterbacks.
1: And how many writers and coaches are telling you that Notre Dame is the eighth best team in the country. Like this isn't just one person coming out and saying, Oh, they're number eight. No, this is, the collective of all of the coaches that are doing the coaches poll or their admins or whatever the SIDS, who knows. And you have all of the AP voters who are collectively giving them that number eight ranking. It's not just, you know, some, some guy or even a committee of 15 coming out and saying they're number eight. So it's going to be very telling when you have the CFP rankings coming out tomorrow to tell you how good this win is. And then we're going to be back beating the same drum saying, well, Cincinnati's the only team that has this quality of a win as opposed to maybe an Oregon, maybe yeah. a Michigan State.
0: I mean, watch like A&M in the top 10 over Notre Dame and Mississippi. No, sorry, Ole Miss in the top 10 over Notre Dame. I, I don't know. It, it, it will be interesting to see, like Chad pointed out, kind of, in, and I think Bill pointed out as well, just kind of which conference is the conference that's getting the most love in the opening polls, because that's going to be the telling side.
1: That's well, why you need more G5 representation in that stupid committee.
2: They are not interested in that, no. Well, and even the people who are there
1: representing a G5 or a school that's not one of the P5 schools, they are still have ties to people. all every one of them has a tie to a P5 school at some point in their career. I've gone and at least checked that.
0: Well, there you go. But uh, now that they've reached the top, they, they just are not remembering the ones that got them there, right? That's <laughs> the uh, it's a sad feeling I'm getting, but okay, guys, so I know we. Bill kind of asked us a little bit. We kind of, you know, gave long-winded I, I, like,
2: I like that Bill like took over our show a little bit. Like he asked as many questions as we
0: did. Yeah. Well, and invited I think him himself he real realized, I think I, he realized, Bill like, is he gonna
2: got, be a recurring guest on this show. I love Bill Bender.
0: I mean Bill Bender's well, a good dude. Well, well, Bill just figured out we aren't just some like some some Weisenheimers that we're gonna be like that Desmond Ritter wins more games than any other quarterback out there. You He's tried to win. Well you what? tried. You tried
2: to. Inject that into the conversation.
0: I I tried to give him a little bit of a toke, but he, you know, he wasn't he wasn't he passed on that But it was fine. It was fine. But uh you know that was so,
1: not the reference I saw.
0: <laughs> but as I was, I like I said, i just got back from New Orleans at like two a.m. So I'm just <laughs> the brain cells are half there right now. But you know,
2: when half when, baked would
0: you say oh, too my much token? Lord. Oh dear lord, dear lord. So I uh, want
4: to talk to science.
0: So now that we break it down like this, 7.30, 7.45-ish, that, that that top five will be revealed, top six will be revealed. What do you We're think doing- your guys' pulse is right after that? Are, are you sitting – like, your final answer right now. And, and if you still have one time to think over it, then tweet about it later or something. But right now, 7.40 rolls around tomorrow. What's your pulse? Well, you're pretty much going to get to hear my live reaction because pardon the punctuation
1: starts at nine 15 and oh, wow. we're going to be, we're going to be hitting that almost immediately thereafter. So right. Tune into pardon the punctuation and you'll get to hear my pulse. Okay. Because okay. I can guarantee you it's going to be high. <laughs> okay. Chad.
2: I think they come in at four. Okay. I'm not, I'm not overly confident on that and I wouldn't be surprised to see five or six, anything below. Anything below five, and I'm going to – I'm not going to handle it well. Yeah. Anything below six, and I would mute me on Twitter for a couple hours.
0: So so my point of view is it, it's just so strange. A, people, if you don't already. Right. <laughs> well, I don't. I,
2: I've got you fired I, up. I'd love to know that number, the number of people that follow me but have me muted. I'd love to know that number. Is there,
0: is there a mute button? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know about that either. Anyway, so – what what really has stuck out to me recently is that yes there's the ap poll and the coaches poll that's that but all the national media talking heads have come out within the past you know 36 hours and a lot of them a, a large bulk of them have put cincinnati at number 5 and you know I, it, even before we hopped on this i was watching you know college football live or or sports center and they had they had a gal on to talk about you know kind of what was going to be the biggest surprise come tomorrow when the college football playoff show rolls around and her biggest surprise was Cincinnati sitting at number five or number six so it's just something is going on right now where every single meet like Kirk Herbstreet, Joey Galloway, Bill Bender, a a lot of people are just picking Cincinnati outside the top four days before the college football playoff reveals their, their poll. So I don't know. That's
2: anticipating what, what's going to happen. I mean, like that's, that's what it is. I get it. Like you want to look like one of the fun things about this job is being right. Right. And if you're wrong, I
0: think people will overshadow it with the whole, Oh, Cincinnati in the top four, all good. And that everyone will forget all about this guy had this guy at five, this, and the other. Yeah. Nobody,
2: nobody gets held accountable for those things.
1: It's also never happened, though. I mean, let's be all the way honest. Like, yeah, it would be unprecedented for Cincinnati to to be in the top four. You know, they call it a glass ceiling for a reason. So for them to break through, obviously, a lot of crazy shit has to happen in the remainder of the season, both that's in Cincinnati's control and without Cincinnati's control. But, you know, this is completely wild times that we're all kind of
0: enjoying this whole ride. Let's go ahead and talk about Tulane a little bit. I, we don't need to dive in too much. It's kind of been, you know, dissected pretty much throughout all the all the different articles. But I mean, that was just another one of those games where you could tell a team before, the you know, as they were game planning for Cincinnati was probably just, this is the highest ranked team to ever come in here since, I forget, it was like 1970 or something like that. And this is our chance to kind of just, R- resurrect our season, make our season be be worth coming out here and practicing and all these blood, sweat, and tears that we have. And we're going to run the football, guys. Guys, we are going to run the football. So offensive line, get amped up, get ready for this. Running backs, run with extra juice, more juice than you had all season. They got and a good back, by the way. They've got two really good backs. And, and I touched on that in the storylines prior to the game is that, you know, these guys are – when you take away Michael Pratt and his, you know, rushing – these backs are averaging around six yards per carry. I, that's that's you know Jerome Ford numbers, and they played, they played Oklahoma, they played Ole Miss, they played some really good teams leading up to this game. So you know they played SMU as well. So I I think this was kind of just another situation, and it's going to be like this for the rest of the season, where a team on the road in an environment which I was there in that place, you know, I, there's a six A school named Warren Central, and they're they're I, heck there's. Westfield High School here too. That kind of would rival the uh, the Yeoman, arena, whatever it's called, Yeoman Field or whatever. I, it would rival that because it's not the greatest environment. There weren't numerous people in the crowd, and that's what that's what Luke Fickle touched on was that you know against Navy they didn't even play any music in the pregame. It's kind of just that whole kind of weird feeling of of you don't know what to expect leading into this, and here. There was not really anyone in the stands. They came after halftime, probably because word was, was spreading around. Did you see? It was eleven o'clock. There? It
1: was eleven o'clock in New Orleans Halloween yeah. weekend. Everyone was hungover in
0: the Big Easy. Yeah,
2: everyone, for including sure.
0: Brent. No, not yet. Not yet. Uh, maybe, maybe flight hungover, but yeah, I can't say the same for Sunday. But you know, it was this kind of another one of those situations where on the road in a weird environment. This team's got up as much as possible and then just controlled that clock and made it as difficult as possible for Cincinnati. And is that all that you can take away from it is the fact that, you know, with the defense clamped down and they were pretty, pretty doggone dominant the second half. And if you watch that game, however boring it was at times, it was still a win that in the end was a no doubter, relatively simple win for Cincinnati.
4: Yeah,
1: no, I mean, like I said, when we were talking to Bill, when you have one possession in the first quarter, one possession in the third quarter, like just I was happy with their efficiency, but it was just a doldrum
0: of a game. Yeah. Wasn't I mean, great tackling was that that one third down and, and, and there's a question in the mailbag about it, but that that one third down in like 18 or 19, and they they did a little, you know running back screen and and they probably should have tackled him about three or four times. I mean, you're seeing players that don't miss tackles miss tackles on that play. It was just a, it was a very strange thing to see the defense miss tackles like that, especially the way that we've been able to talk about that being kind of their forte. So I don't know. It was weird. And, and even my first sack, how weird of a play is that his, his yeah. first sack of the season? Somehow it, it's a strip sack that falls right into the hands of a six foot five, three hundred and twenty pound pound behemoth, and he looked pretty athletic running that ball. I, it was just a weird, weird game. I don't know. Hard to say much else about it. It was it was kind of
1: funny. You bring up the uh, the sure tacklers that missed Joel DeBlanco being one of them, but uh, the announcer just called, kept calling him Joel DeBlanco oh, the really? whole game. It bothered the hell out of me the entirety of the game. Just. De Blanco, it was a uh, what Golick Golick Jr. And uh, I can't remember the other guy's name.
0: Yeah, I I,
2: I had to remind the Golic family of their you know connection to UC this weekend. Yeah, but, you know, Jake played here. Yeah, like, come on, what are we doing? You're you're Bearcats, like, let's 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 keep it real. And you know, yeah. I, I I did get a uh, I did get a like from Mama Golik.
0: There you go. So, and you know. she's she's the main one. I mean, when it boils down to it, right? <laughs> when it boils down to it. But uh, how about some good things? Josh Wiley. Uh, he just seems like someone who is. You know, at at one point, I started to think in my head, you know, maybe Josh Wiley considers coming back next season. Well, after the last two games, I've I've put that thought to maybe bed not and uh, and really put it to bed pretty pretty strongly because I he's looked like you know a lot of a lot of people throw up comparisons and I'm not I'm not one for it but he he looked like one of those NFL tight ends who catches the ball and as he said get vertical right away and and pick up yardage I mean four catches and you you extend it for what seventy nine yards or whatever it was and two touchdowns that is a uh, PTP out there at tight end.
1: Nothing's pretty good. Pardon the
0: punctuation. Yeah. Yeah. Primetime player. time player. <laughs> yeah. But uh, primetime I don't know. player. I, I yeah. get it. So <laughs> looking at the schedule the rest of the way, do, do you think that these, up, like Tulsa this weekend, I think at home is a little different, but do you think these let, quote unquote lesser teams will kind of just take that tactic of let's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball? Run that clock, run that clock, run that clock, and just try and control the game that way because that's what okay. I hope not.
2: Well, that's I think the teams, teams that, that can do it will. Yeah, I Tulsa, mean, I just, Tulsa doesn't have great quarterback play, so you have to anticipate they're gonna they're gonna try to run the ball. Um, but look, especially with with Michael Pratt out, Tulane didn't have an option. Yeah but to to run the ball like they did, like, and Navy, we know that's just what Navy does. So, I mean, you have to be built for that. You have to be like set up and and designed schematically to play that way. It's not just something a team decides like, right. All right. We're going to run the ball 52 times today. I mean, uh, Tulane ran the ball like forty. Forty-eight times on on fifty or sixty-five plays, yeah. Like they were committed to it, and if teams are if they're willing to be committed to it, more power to you. I do think though, you're going to see Cincinnati's defense start looking to be a little more more aggressive, stopping the run. Well,
0: so I mean, I guess what 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 it looks like is when I saw Michael Pratt, you know, obviously all all throughout the week, it was pretty much predetermined. He probably wasn't going to play. I actually found that as a, like, yes, that almost guarantees a win. But in the same sense, it makes a team now have to focus completely on running the ball, which just completely just milks clock. And I feel like that's what, that's what teams are just that, – that, that is their goal when they play against Cincinnati right now. And, I mean, still, I, time of possession look relatively even, but that's just because, you know, like you've said numerous times, it's hard for the offense to get back in a rhythm when they're on on the sideline for seven seven minutes of game time, and then you throw them back out there, on the right. sideline again for a certain amount of, of game time. But sure, there was a lot of things that need to be fixed or 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 you know, shaped up. And I think that's what a home game and a big home atmosphere does. I it's been weird occurrences, but right now is the time that quote unquote get right game. People thought it was going to be against Tulane and their and their poorest defense. Well. I mean, if you would have gone to that game, it's like, I don't know. It kind of just makes you feel like here's the number two team. It should be big-time football. We should be going to a big-time atmosphere, but it wasn't. It it was just two teams out on the field, and, you know, they said 13,000 was in attendance. I don't know if they were counting everyone as two or or how exactly they calculated (laughs) that. But
2: if you were in the French Quarter the night before, they clicked you as attending the Tulane football game the next day.
0: Right, exactly. And I, I don't know. It was just a very weird setting. That's that's really all I got to say. Really, that's it. <laughs> very strange. Else about, anything else on this game? Because, I, I mean, yeah, we could talk. There's not really much else to talk about that, that hasn't been touched on already. Yeah, I agree. Because I think Tulsa is that, quote, unquote, get right game. And here it is coming up ASAP. But speaking of coming up ASAP, uh, well, anything on football recruiting? I, saw, I, I I keep seeing that there's a there's a quarterback that, that the Bearcats have been on for quite a while who just continues to absolutely dominate the scene. Um, I know his name is has come back up a little bit more. So, I mean, nothing there,
2: finalized there yet. When it gets finalized, we'll have details.
0: Because the Saturday seems like a prime opportunity, but um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a weird deal. Yeah, because
2: you know, like.
0: I think they were they were
2: really gunning the, the heavy recruiting focus to be the SMU game, right? Yep, yep. Because you were looking at two ranked teams and, you know, potentially a couple undefeated teams until Houston took down SMU. Um, so you had all your sights pointed on that one. And then Sunday morning, you find out, well, game day is going to be here. And it's homecoming. And it's going to be, like, an event. Yeah. So now... Scramble! You got to you got to make sure you get as many priority high profile names in the building as possible. So it might be a little later this week when we get you the the, the get you guys the visitor list because I just think it's going to be an ever developing deal all evolving. the way. Yeah, ever evolving all the way into like Thursday night uh, into Friday to uh, to see how big they can swing. Um, There is one big piece of recruiting news that came out as we've been recording this show. Mm -hmm. And that is that Mario Eugenio, a high three-star defensive end, will be visiting Cincinnati officially November 19th through the 21st, which is the SMU game. Officially. Officially. Official visit. Official visit. November 19th through the 23rd. It doesn't
0: really happen too often during the season, do they?
2: Not a ton, and when they do, it's a, it's a guy. Like, it's a guy. Yep. yep, yep. Because, that, you know, you, you've got an official visit. You want to you give the kid as much attention as you can possibly give him, love him up, let him know that you really want them. Uh, this is a kid that they really, really want to add to this 2022 class. He's a former Michigan commit, plays at St. Thomas Aquinas, in the florida area which is a football factory yeah it is
1: factory dun, 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 dun,
0: dun. oh very good very good Aaron. i was gonna i was actually gonna do that but i held back so thank you for doing it um you're welcome nerds but That's yeah the, but yeah the gunslinger i can we just say his name yeah
2: luther richardson yeah, Lu- there's,
0: a, luther there's richardson. a potential
2: that he's gonna be here this weekend it's not Cause he's, he's not they done w- yet. He had the buy right this week. They do have a buy. Things yeah. are lining up potentially for him to visit, but that's one of those recruitments that, and until he's here,
0: you know, you wonder. Yeah. Does that mean bad.
1: we're, does that mean we're good enough for Trent
0: Dilfer now? Well, his, well, his coach Trent Dilfer called that said that there is a day in recruiting called the decommitment day. So, um, <laughs> the, so I don't know. Well, We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I, I mean, in, in the this is a stat line in the last game. 15 of 18, 250 yards, and five touchdowns. Oh, yeah, that all happened in the first half. So um, that's the reason why they have the bye this week. And, Look, Aaron uh, and I have seen the kid we'll see. throw. He's you got have. an arm.
2: You have. He's, he's got a pretty damn good arm. I can't
1: yeah. imagine that fell off in
0: between uh, <laughs> right? midnight madness and, and November 1st. So. I right. had two – Two fifty and five tons. I I think it's a I think it's quite what, going on pretty strong.
2: To make sure we get the scouting term right, he can spin it.
0: Oh, he can spin it.
4: Ooh.
2: That's 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 the the QB terminology for all you outsiders out there. Oh, I like For all that. you for, you know, for all you draft experts that want to show up in my mentions, telling me how smart you are. You get you gotta you got work on the terminology.
0: He's got a great <laughs> he hand size. Spin it. Yeah. Great hand size. You know he's a. Uh, has the ability to get the ball down the field. Yeah, I agree. So it we'll was see. just
1: effortless watching this kid flick it. Like, I mean, it was just, and he was hitting the nets. I don't know, man. I liked watching that
0: kid throw. Well, hopefully, we'll be able to talk about like and watch him throw for quite a while. Um Anything else as far as as the football recruiting goes, Aaron? Um,
1: everybody's kind of locked in in playoffs right now, so they're not as uh, as quick to get back to me as they have been. Uh, but hopefully we should have that article drop in tomorrow. Um, although I don't think I'm going to have anything as far as what Chad was talking about earlier with the uh, a, a list put together quite yet. So
2: it's going to take a, it's going to take a couple yeah. extra days for that list. Like usually those things are pretty set in stone by Wednesday yeah. or so. Right. This one's going to take into Thursday late and then, and then should, Friday. Putt- yeah.
1: And as for people saying like there was something wrong with, uh, with, the links or whatever it's because it's just a huge file man like there's a lot of pop-ups when we when we do that so Mm -hmm. i apologize for people who aren't able to pull it up but that's just the way it goes sometimes i i don't know it's actually a
2: it's it's an apple problem Uh, is it yeah because it doesn't happen on uh doesn't happen on android happens on apple
0: yeah i don't know I, i
1: I didn't have any issues on my iPhone,
2: but
0: uh, those those articles uh, they don't keep the doctor away, if you know what I mean. Um, apple at, Apple day. No, so yeah, uh, I don't I don't, I don't the, know what you mean. one of the questions in the mailbag, and I hate to say it right now, but as but we're gonna wrap up football right now. So um, and I've got the games pulled up. Should we do a little bearcats best bets? I'm I'm all in on it. What we think? I, I don't.
2: I don't gamble, so this is. I know this you is, don't. This is for my Aaron. name's Paul, and this is between y'all.
0: Well, I'm gonna just throw a, throw a game out there, okay? And I, Aaron, I I just wanted you to say which team you're picking, and Chad, if you want to chime in as well, because there's some interesting lines out there. You have undefeated Wake Forest, eight and zero, top ten in the country, at North Carolina, four and four. North Carolina is a two and a half point favorite. Oof. Um,
1: with that, I think I'd, I think I'd take Wake Forest. Okay.
0: I think, I think North Carolina
2: beats Wake Forest. Have you watched Wake? Like I've only, I've watched a little bit of Wake. That offense is pretty fun, man.
0: It is. It is. But they play the offense like, is pretty fun. They haven't played anybody. Duke and army. Like, yes, it, it, it does look fun. And their so quarterback's got a good story, but. I don't so know.
1: the Kansas City Chiefs, essentially <laughs> fun yeah. offense, no defense. Let's
0: go! Yeah, I I guess that's a good way to put it. Um SMU at Memphis. This is one where I'd bet SMU pretty strongly, five and a half point favorites on the road at Memphis. Um, I'm surprised they're only getting five and a half. Um, yeah, Tanner
2: Mordecai
1: is real deal. and it really is. I, I am very excited for that
0: matchup when I agree. Cincinnati faces them. It's gonna be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, how about this one? I, I touched on it a little bit with Bill. Michigan State, undefeated, number five in the country. Some people projecting them ahead of the Bearcats in the college football playoff pool. They are three-point favorites. Three-point favorites in West Lafayette at Purdue.
2: Boiler
1: Dude. up. I don't know. I can't. I, I think Michigan State has the best running back in the country. And yeah. uh I don't know. I, I, that's another one where I don't think you can go against the undefeated until they lose. But what do I know? I, I live in Ohio. We don't have betting. So, <laughs>
0: Well, technically. Um, <laughs> Oregon at Washington. We all need Oregon to slip up one more time. It's six, only six and a half point favorites at Washington. Another four and 14. You know, th- this is just another week where it's just like all these undefeated or highly ranked teams are going on the road and playing it you know in games against these four and four teams that who knows one or two maybe might be able to pull one out i well, this is one.
2: usually i was just gonna say real quick aaron like this is usually one of those weird weeks where we see a lot of chaos right yeah because yeah. nobody's looking at did i steal your thunder
1: no i was gonna say the exact same thing i mean it's no big <laughs> deal it's fine uh, but I was just going to say, you know, we, we all hope for chaos. So if there's going to be chaos, it's going to be some of these four and four teams just getting that W. So it's
0: just a matter of hitting the right one if you're putting down the bets. And, and I, I tell you what, one place I don't think there will be much chaos unless it's the uh, special teams making some big plays. Tulsa at Cincinnati, Nippert Stadium. Welcome back home. Bearcats two game road swing is done. 22 and a half point favorites.
1: So this is going to be another one of those ones where if they run the ball the way that we think they're going to run the ball, it's going to be very difficult for Cincinnati to get a 22 and a half point spread. So I don't know. We'll see. The defense is going to have to stop the run, period. You can't just keep giving up these these gashing first downs where you're not even getting to a third down all too often. So I don't know. I mean, they're, they're going to have to switch something up. Defensively and and stop the run. Well, they
2: have. It's just taken a little while. Like they they definitely made an adjustment in the second half to just completely yeah. shut Tulane's offense down. Yeah, uh, but yeah. It, it took until the second half, and and very similar against Navy, uh, and then Navy found a way to turn it back on in that fourth quarter. Um, but that that part, man. Like the more like, the more you go back and look at the numbers. Like teams are just saying, we know we're going to average three yards of carry, and we know if we have four downs, on average, we're going to get enough to get a first down. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 old school three yards in the cloud of dust, right? Right. On
1: and the flip side of that, milk coin, that clock. <laughs> on the flip side of that coin, though, defensively against the Bearcats, you're just stuffing the box and making Des beat you with his arm, and if he's not finding that groove early. You're running into you know three and outs and
2: now they have been much better at home offensively
1: yeah. much
0: much better which is why i am betting on the Bearcats if i did hypothetically if i was you live going, in indiana you do i was have going to, to place up at yeah but I, I think it's bad taste if you did it on on the team that you know you cover so um isn't isn't the number if you have
1: a gambling problem though 1 9 with it
0: y- in Sure. The state yes. of indiana yes yes so or
1: th- or uh I think responsibly you have to say things like that when you're talking betting. So
0: or DM me and and I'll and I'll uh, you can talk with me about it. I'll, I'll I'll help you out. Um but yeah, and then aside from that, how about Navy Notre Dame? 20 and a half point favors for Notre Dame. Oh man, all those people talking about how, how rough it is to play against Navy, but still on the road for Navy. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm taking the Bearcats, boiler up, tar heels all the way. Let's just let chaos ensue. Let's go. Let's do it. But um, speaking of chaos, um, there is a basketball season right around the corner. And I think it's chaotic that they have these things called super secret scrimmages. But yet the super secret part is simply slowly, you know, what is it? Is it not a super secret anymore? Like which part of it is the secret part? Because Cincinnati unleashed some maybe unexpected highlights on us today. And, boy, oh, boy, they were accepted with open arms. I give them a hug with each Odie Oguama slam dunk. Odie looked good in those clips. I was more than excited on that, more than excited with Odie. And then, of course, DDJ with a little bit of a, whoa, you left something down there. Why don't you go pick it up and tie your shoe on the way down? And then some good defensive plays as well. Yeah. This th- that's the highlight package that makes you what? Throw to Guama block. I was a am just wondering what this persona is that you are. Right? <laughs> right? What is happening this, right now? It's super secret, secret <laughs> but like, like, where is the <laughs> secret part of it? <laughs> is this real life? I know that's what I feel like. Dave at the dentist.
1: Jeez, oh, Pete. I she think you should, effect over. I it. think you should just move to New Orleans and keep this persona <laughs> always. No, whatever
0: happened down there. This is, this is fun. I eat too much gumbo and crawfish. The massive- oh, secret? Th- that's Chad watching a secret video. What? Just what is it? Is anything t- secret I anymore? I can't tell you. But anyway, any birdies, Chad? Where, is there anything else that can be said about this super secret scrimmage part dose? We should have asked ask, uh, our dear friend, Bill Bender. If he uh, heard anything about the super secret scrimmage of his, yeah. yeah. his alma mater.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, you know, I. my understanding is the Bearcats want to close. Okay. Um, I think they're still, Ohio U can be pretty tough because that's a team that can stretch you at the four and the five. Um, so I think they're, you know, still working through some things. I think it's good to get a game in against a pretty solid top 100 type opponent like that, that can, can present some uh, challenges that maybe you aren't going to see, you know, every day uh, to see how your team handles it, see how your team adjusts. Um, My understanding though, is it was the team played pretty well. Um, And they, they did what they had to do to get a, get a dub. It was a little bit more streamlined in terms of the rotations and, and how guys were used. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good from what I heard.
0: It looked like, uh, Micah was kind of a little bit more aggressive downhill. I know we touched on that a lot during last season, but I mean, Odie is the one that kind of stole the show when it, uh, when it, when it it was 90 seconds of highlights. Hey, you know what? (laughs) You love highlights. Hey, that's all we've got right now, man. That's all we got. I know, but you love highlights.
2: Like no other human.
0: Well, because, but that's all you've got. If if someone the, gave me the full footage tape of it, I would talk about the full footage tape. The eternal optimist strikes again. No, no, he's, he is, he is going to be away for a little while, man. <laughs> Maybe he's the optimal internalist. Interesting. Interesting choice of words. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, Ohio, you know, take it for what it's worth. 115th in the Ken Palm, uh, Cincinnati at 117. I. I didn't really dive into any other rankings aside from pulling that up real fast, but yeah, I mean it's a team that went to the to the tournament last year, won their opening round game. It's a sure they lost an NBA play, caliber player off that team, but I, you know, everybody else
2: is back, and they added Jason Carter
0: back into the oh, mix. Oh, he's back into the Ford. I forgot about that. That's that's one of those that I missed of you know the under the radar transfers to to watch an eye out for. Kind of missed that one. Must have slipped through the cracks. But he actually he was pretty good when he was. He's like 19 points a game in the back. He was good. He was good.
2: I know Justin Williams is very excited to have him back at Ohio U.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he is. We oh speaking speaking of Justin, how about him? So he missed his flight, right? Well, well, it got canceled. Um, and it's so so strange because I walked past that that you know gate a couple times. I I didn't even look over to see if he was anywhere around there, but got stopped by a couple people because I was wearing you know Cincinnati see Paul proudly um, and one of them was uh, Marcus Brown's aunt and she was just be- beside herself that they were gonna miss the game and and whatnot and for a split second in my mind I was like do I give up my seat for her and I just said I, I can't do that but it, it was very strange Where'd you tell that story on the podcast <laughs> what Nothing. it's it's not a bad t- I I, I loved her, Marcus Brown. Your aunt is a phenomenal lady. We had a great time. And she talk. didn't
2: get to see you play because Brent wouldn't give up a seat.
0: I I was going to see my nephew, so we're kind of in a similar situation. My nephew what number is What number Rylan is he waiting for me? What he's, number is he? He's number zero in the playbook, <laughs> but number one in my heart. Okay. Anyway, Aaron's loving. Aaron's loving this. Okay, so, um, but yeah, it, it's just. <laughs> It's just horrible the the flight situation going on. I mean, my flight was canceled on the way back yesterday. I had to buy a new one, so it's just strange. But uh, yeah, you had it was to buy really a new weird... plane, or you had to buy a new ticket. Uh, plane. Um, okay. So yeah, I might need I might need a raise here soon. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. It was a uh, it was the whole entire trip to New Orleans was just kind of a weird thing, and I just think it's one of those. You won. You you come out of it, and if, if they demolish Tulsa, I don't think anyone's talking about a you know thirty two to, to twelve game, thirty one to twelve win. So that's it. But um, anything else? Basketball, basketball recruiting. Anything else, or should we uh, roll into the to the mailbag? Kind of kind of lighter mailbag this, this week, right, Aaron? It is. It is. So uh, yeah, we're still doing the uh, the the
1: separate mailbags. I don't know if people didn't know where the, uh, the basketball one was, but there is, is nothing in the basketball mailbag. And
2: the uh, zero questions. Zero.
0: It's just the unknown. And
1: the, uh, the Banks mailbag continues to be extra light. So uh, hopping into the football mailbag here. Um, tackling seems to be an issue against Tulane. Do you think this is an isolated incident, or should we be concerned with the run game and the way our defense has played thus
2: far? I mean, I thought they were great in the second half for the most part. You know, there was the one, what, third down, third and 18, where they got 16 yards and missed, like, five tackles along the way that made you want to pull your hair out.
0: Yeah, I um, talked about that,
2: yeah. He was slippery, though, man. He was. Um, generally, I'm. it's a one-off. I thought they tackled well against Navy, uh, but I thought that was as bad as I saw them tackle in probably two years. But it's a one-off until it's not. Um, so they get the benefit of the doubt because mainly because they've been elite at tackling over the past four years. So if they have a one-off, you know, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go too crazy about it, but if they're playing Tulsa and they're not tackling the, you know, like we saw against Tulane for a, a pretty good stretch, like. Then I think you do have to kind of raise an eyebrow and say, "What's going on here?"
4: Right.
0: I just think it's engraved in all their heads, because I mean that's it's a very veteran team, like in
2: their in their hair.
0: No, not not quite that. Like like in their head, like in their brain. oh, engraved.
2: You said engraved. it. You said you said engraved. I think.
0: Uh, if I did, I apologize. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I just I just
2: I'm, I would just like I you know you know what Darian if, Beavers has got tackling. Like, if
0: Mike Tressel thinks that's the best way to break them out of that little mini funk, then sure. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I just think that they've had Marcus Freeman just ingrained that into their brain. There you go. So much to the point where at this at this juncture, I think it's a one off. Like you said, I, I think that they're going to get back to it. And and honestly, I feel bad for some running backs because I think practice might have been a little bit more uh, focused on making sure that you hit hard, but also wrap up.
1: All right, uh, have you guys thought about doing an immediate post game podcast to wrap up the game similar to the HTPG? I'm not sure what that is, walkout or the locked on Bengals post game pod, like a 20 hear to that 30 podcast
2: minute... growling, uh, gotcha. podcast.
1: Yeah. Yep, uh, like a Here's... 20 30 minute quick recap, immediate thoughts type of content.
2: Here's what makes that tough. Um, like Bengals games for the most part, you know, like Sunday, one o'clock five o'clock fourth you know five o'clock you're going to be done with all your press responsibilities and and you can get something like that that done it's so random and you know Brent's always at a wedding and Aaron (laughs) Aaron's traveling back and forth between Cincinnati and Athens right now and um the biggest like the biggest problem right now would be like a lot of times Kelly's sleeping yeah in the middle like you know getting rest as much as she can get rest because on Saturday she has dialysis at 6 a.m um we've done the other thing is we've done them before and the general consensus was people prefer getting written content immediate immediately following the game you get Brent's article you get the Brendel's bites you get carries further review like they prefer that format and then getting into this like on a on a monday night uh like we do so i've it just the timing of it right now is bad. Maybe that's something we'll look at again uh, next season. We've done them before in basketball. Uh, I didn't like the way the, like, you know, I didn't like the way the basketball ones went because they get, ju- they just get outdated so quickly. Yeah. Cause there's, you know, there's just another game in two days. Like, yeah. So um, it, it's something we thought about. Uh, but the logistics of it right now probably just aren't ideal.
0: And especially with like, you know, the main time to listen to podcasts is, you know, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like that, that week when you're going to work and working. Yeah. And people can
2: find time for a quick hitter on the weekends, I think, but I don't know. Yeah. We're a little, we're a little late into this season to, to tack one of those on.
0: And in the big games, you, you do do the quick, reaction with we either, Dave either after the after zoom dark. party yeah. or the day they after dark so it's not completely gone you said doo-doo <laughs> all right
1: bring back the kick for cash am i the only one that prefers that over the dance competition with Bearcat during a tv timeout or between quarters
2: the dance off does nothing for me
4: yeah
1: i i couldn't care less if they didn't even have it <laughs>
2: Right, the the kick for cash was fun, at least. Like you got to see a student make an ass of himself, generally. And when they did make it, like, Batman, the place would go crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And to be honest with you, I like I didn't even know the dance off thing was a thing. I just was like randomly like, oh, they're they're dancing against each other again. And then all of a sudden, is it actually like like a set thing?
2: Yeah. Huh. It's a it's a set like sold promo.
0: Oh, okay. Bring back the kick for cash
2: yep
1: i'm with it uh would be rad if bone and babcock would agree to a home and home with
0: our bearcats how about it sure <laughs> what bring bring mick back to fifth third arena is that, is that what they're talking about oh no that's uh Mike USC. Bone is then, yeah. sorry yes but yes it's on the
2: football it's on the football board so USC, I just think, is limited on, you know, they, they've got the Notre Dame game every year. I think they're a little limited on out of conference, what they can really do and what good is it going to do them to come to Cincinnati. I mean, maybe it's a little different now with the Big 12, but um, that one doesn't really add up. Virginia Tech, I mean, UC and Virginia Tech have played a bunch. So, um, but most of the schedules are already set. For like the next five six years there are a couple openings here and there but um yeah it, it, you know virginia tech and usc don't overly move the needle on who i'd like to see cincinnati schedule especially until usc gets their shit together and starts playing well like they're not giving you any boost right now that's for sure
4: and the, the
0: big 12 too it's kind of yeah, you got to be a little bit more choosy. You can't just be saying, "Yeah, let's let's add these teams." But I don't know if if UFC makes a great hire, and five years down the line, they're I'm back more to being a in top in... ten team. But Keg and Nails,
1: yeah, I'm more interested in bringing the Keg and Nails back personally.
2: That's that's Louisville has no interest in playing Cincinnati.
0: I can't imagine why. We would we would just here's here's all all these recruits. Welcome to the uh, Keg and Nails game.
1: <laughs>
0: Sit back and enjoy.
1: Who is your choice for the guest picker for college game day?
0: <sighs> What's your inside is knowledge, it,
2: Chad? Is, is it bad answer? if I say I don't care?
0: I you mean, already he... said it, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I I asked if it was a hypothetical. I like it that I don't know. Like it's a cute little 10-minute segment. I know everybody's talking about it. Kudos to Game Day for making that like a trendy thing. Yeah. I, I. Who would I probably like to see most? Like, who would I be most interested to see do that segment? I think it would be Joey Votto.
1: He'd be very interesting, but people yeah. want someone with the tide of the
0: program. Is, I, is, Va- is Votto a football guy?
2: I don't know. Like, I don't He's know, and I said. don't know.
0: He's just a fantastic
2: interview. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I think like if he did, if he did follow college football, I think he would be fascinating because he's his sense of humor is so dry and like, you know, those guys try to always mess with the picker. And yeah. I think Joey would just say some hilarious shit that like catches them off guard or like makes them uncomfortable, which I'm here for, like fully yeah. here for.
1: If he's even in town, if I was him, I'd be yeah. on a beach
2: somewhere. <laughs> Joey's Aaron. got what? 175 of that $250 million already in his bank account? Like Ooh.
1: private island. <laughs> Aaron, who's your guess? I mean, I don't have a. I, it's not who I would pick, but I have. I don't know. I just have this sneaking suspicion it's going to end up being Nick Lachey for. <laughs> a ton of reasons i mean he's camera ready always he's got a show to promote that they he's can a, he tap is a good into. looking
0: guy isn't he is,
1: um, is, is he affiliated with is the show abc i'm not sure you know, off the top would, of my head i, I, don't, I don't even know what the, to be i don't even know what the name of the show is to be quite honest with you but i know like
4: he's i liken it something. to when they
1: i liken it to when they brought in like ashton kutcher or when they brought in uh, even just last week um ken jong
4: yeah
1: uh, i just think that it's a guy who's TV ready as far as not just physically looking, but I mean just ready for the camera, ready like to just be talkative and not have to worry about like the back and forth or whether what, right. what is he going to say or anything like that. Um, plus, he loves the program, so I think I, when I it's convenient. Like, I, <laughs> there is that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like it's going to be one of those things where I that's that's how I feel it's going to end up going.
0: Yeah. The- and of course, the Kelsey brothers are getting thrown around. That's gonna be tough with their schedule, but that's who I'd love to see there. But it could that's be not who I think is gonna end up. Uh, Kenyon Martin, if they go the basketball route, um, he's he's been on ESPN shows a bunch. Uh, I can't imagine anyone else too. I mean, people are tossing around Connor Barwin and and, and other names, but I think I don't know.
1: I can't I, see it being Pete Rose, I can't see it being Oscar Robertson. I know those are names that no, people are kicking around. I, I can't see so. it being Marty Brenneman. I saw somebody even say Bill Cunningham. I don't think any of those things are going to Marty
2: go Marty I think is definitely a possibility. Him and Herb Street are close. Yeah,
1: but he I don't know, man. He doesn't he doesn't often say great things about the
2: program. I'm not saying that's who I would want. I'm saying that is a possibility for who they might pick.
0: I don't like it. Lachey. I, I didn't
2: say I liked it. Lachey,
0: no. Kelsey Brothers.
2: I think I might Canyon see Drew. Martin. La- I think I might see bump into Drew Lachey tomorrow. So I'll see if I can pry some, some, some info.
0: Where's some info? Is he does he work at the radio station or something?
2: He um so my guy John John who was uh, did afternoons at Q102 for a long time. Has now uh, started at Kiss One Hundred Seven.
0: I saw they did they just open up back up or something?
2: No, they just hired John John because his oh. not compete with Q One Hundred Two expired today. So he started at Kiss One Hundred Seven, and I think all this week he's got Drew Lachey co-hosting with him. Okay. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on with Mo tomorrow. Uh, previewing the basketball season
0: oh nice so
2: i'll be in the building so maybe i'll see if see if i can get drew to give me the give me the deets
0: give it's gonna me be nick inside info please give me the dates drew
1: <laughs> all right how about some bearcat best bets Missed that segment we got you this week we hit that uh recruiting <laughs> question we saw with hardaway he was committed on march 5th but didn't announce until july 15th i know we were waiting on parents but his O V was official visit was on June 20th. Is that atypical when they wait a bit to announce? I know he waited until it was uh it was either his dad's birthday or father's day, one or the other, and whichever day that they initially planned on, it ended up flipping with the other day. Um as
4: it's they, they...
2: very rarely ever within like 24 hours of when they commit. Right. There are a couple where I like I call Aaron and I'm like, hey. We got like eight yeah. hours to get this done. <laughs> Those but are the worst. for the most part, we got some some ramp, right? We got we got a little time to get things taken care of.
0: And then you yeah, have the ones just completely out of nowhere.
2: Those are usually the ones that are like quick, like that you don't expect. Like, hey, this kid visited. He committed before he left, and he's announcing when he gets home tonight. And he lives. Ninety minutes away,
0: or is dropping yeah. a plane? And right. yeah. when he when he gets home, yeah. he's announcing he's, like, he's on he's on the flight back to Florida. His name is Shimon Matea.
1: Good, good luck getting his information, <laughs> Danny Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: a couple of uh, oh wow the tight end room.
2: Yeah, the tight end the tight end room has been so they, tight ends are Peyton, an interesting. He's
0: Singletary too. are
2: kind of tight ends are kind of like drummers in a band right like they're they're the weirdos or bass players
0: but you know Slapping what the bass. they've they've got they've got that following and, and they attend tight end you so we're better to go oh nice heron oh, Slopping yeah. the
4: bass. oh
0: god okay that was good oh my remember god.
2: i do all right I do. <laughs> how,
1: big, how big a surprise was it within the program that we got game day this week? It seemed like there was so much buildup for the UCF game, which we didn't get, and this felt like it came out of left field.
2: Nothing ever comes out of left field. I think this was just a matter of, like we talked about, there wasn't there wasn't an obvious marquee, like, top 10 matchup. Like, that's, that's what screwed the situation for the, the UCF game is, all of a sudden, Georgia-Kentucky was two top 10 teams, right? Yep. So that changed the equation this week. You really don't have any of that, like ranked versus ranked, like big time matchup. So it gives them an opportunity to go a little bit off course. Um,
0: And then in two weeks, it's Michigan state at Ohio state. So when the SMU games, although
2: I'm wondering if they learned their lesson about going to big 10 locales uh, against like the big 10 kickoff show.
0: Oh yeah. Or the martial sports show.
2: Yeah, like the, the ESP game day was number three on the list of like uh, populated shows happening from East wild. Lansing. Yeah.
1: Well, I think they learned their lesson not to go a third time to a locale either. Yeah, don't go to Georgia anymore. <laughs> Athens three times in a year. Get out of here.
2: Uh, it was only two. The other one was a neutral.
1: Is the guest picker announced ahead of time or do we not find out till Saturday
2: morning? generally saturday morning all right they so like unless, to keep that unless i
0: think the person leaks it or something i think someone in the past has right like, said like i'm excited to be here on saturday and they're like "Oh, that's why i said generally
2: right like right. if espn can keep that they want that reveal that pop at the end of the show that the guest picker is coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. so what do you think the uh the, the special entrance is gonna be because i feel like that's a, kind of a thing too like
2: I don't, know, man.
4: I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care.
0: Special entrance, like like for the for the sh- for the for the guest picker. for the
4: guest
2: I'm I'm sad though. Why? I'm sad. I'm not going to get to like experience any of this this weekend.
4: Like
0: can't can't be outside with healthy no. adult beverages. Yeah.
2: No. Period. I'm not going to be able to be there. Okay. Kelly's numbers are going to tank. She had chemo thursday and today so her numbers are going to tank like they did a couple weeks ago yeah where she won't have any white blood cells somewhere between thursday and tuesday and i'm just not going to like saturday's right in the middle so i'm not going to be able to risk it yeah so it sucks but you know right thing to do what i have to do like not even an option she's like (laughs) she cracked me up she's she's like i feel so bad like just go and I was like, Kelly, I can't go. She's like, well, you can go just, you know, try not to be around a lot of people. And I was like, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's going to be a bunch. No, shot. We can go to Holy Grail and get a table and kind of like be isolated from right. like, you know, direct contact with a lot of people. But yeah, at the game with 40,000, like I, I'm not being around a lot of people is is not gonna it's not gonna work so I, like i i guess it will be uh interesting to like be at home base here and like follow along with everything from home okay. but uh it's a little it's a little depressing that i'm not gonna get to see that what this experience is like the first time it ever happens because i think you know, the second time it happens, like... not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. So, like I so, said, everybody uh, is required, if you're listening to this podcast, you have to have a beer for me, you have to have a beer for Kelly on uh, on Saturday.
0: And Except times it by people. two.
2: Except you uh, two.
0: Because that's right. deserving. Well, is, as is, game day starts at
1: nine. Is, uh, is Dave going to be posting anything on the... Uh, the Bearcat Journal Twitter for what during game day or anything like
2: I'm sure he will. Okay, if, if he's not drinking heavily.
1: <laughs> I thought that was a good that's one. never held him back, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> right? It's never you can have a hoodie before.
1: full of Jello shots and still hold
0: your camera up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so with the with the nine o'clock start for of college game day, man those those fans are gonna be. Rambunctious when the when that three thirty kick comes, <laughs> I cannot wait for that setting. I thought it's going to be
2: rowdy.
1: I thought I saw somewhere it said students were lined up at
2: six thirty
0: today This morning. For, yeah,
2: Luke. Luke brought donuts. Luke brought donuts.
0: Too. The goat brought donuts. and Get on and, him. and the best part about Luke is when you watch that video, like his like jokes that he cracks with the people are just like, like, like that's just funny. Like that is just a normal person being funny. Like he's a ball buster.
2: Like that's his, Like yeah. that's his default setting is like, just cracking like dad jokes to bust yeah. your balls.
0: But like, but like some coaches would, would do that. And it'd be like kind of crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. But No, that's, just, Luke is comfortable. Oh, it's so smooth. I, that's why I said Luke fickle to go. <laughs> All
1: right. Is there an international treaty against running outside the tackles with a back and wide receiver that can run <laughs> over 22 miles an hour?
2: And why is the answer? Yes. They run inside zone. They don't run outside zone. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't make I'm I do not make I, I like what C Trent Rosecrans is uh. I don't make the lineups like I don't I don't design the schemes. All right. So I don't know.
1: Somewhat related to the tackling question from earlier, do you think that the line getting tenderized by Navy stunted their abilities in the run support slash tackling? Do you expect we get back to normal this week in this area?
2: It's possible. I think, you know, you get chop-blocked 50 times. Like, maybe it does make you a little gun-shy until you get your uh, your bearings right and your feet back under you. Maybe.
0: Well, well, that's what Luke said in, in, the, in the weekly presser last week was, you know, it's, when you play these triple option teams, it's not necessarily – you know, during the game, it's it's that next game where it takes the defense a little while to get get acclimated back to it and whatnot. So, I mean, maybe that's just uh, the, the words of Luke coming through and actually showing it showing itself. I don't know. Let's hope. All right. It seems that UC
1: fans were much more worried about the lack of style points last two weeks than many national media members. Do you think UC fans need to step back and just enjoy this a bit more than we are at the moment?
2: Yes, step back and enjoy it. I mean, I know like it's gonna be stressful tomorrow. But you gotta find a way to enjoy this. You have to. We have no clue. Like we think it's gonna be a regular thing. I always hearken back to Dan Marino in these situations, right? Dan Marino the went, to the Super Bowl, went to the Super Bowl in his first year in the NFL and thought this is this is gonna be a thing. And he never went back. Never went back, and he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, and he never got the ring. Like you don't know, man. You just don't know. Yeah. So if you're if you're not enjoying it, you're doing it wrong. And I, I've talked about like this has gotten exhausting, even from my end, because you know I fight with people all day on twitter because i don't really have much else i can do right now um radio is going to be great the next two days because radio you're just in a room basically by yourself so i'm allowed to do that because there's the you know there's a soundproof window between me and the producer but (laughs) uh it's 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 difficult i get that like i get it the stress of like Worrying about you know having to read two articles a week from Aaron about what games we're supposed to be watching and then how those games played out and you're watching watching the the pundits all you know tote out their talking points. Um, it's it's difficult and I get it, but you got to find a way to compartmentalize and just enjoy and not let it consume you. That like every series every snap of every series is like life or death because if you know if they if they don't convert on third and four they didn't get their style points on this drive and somebody needs to be fired like that's a miserable way to go about being a sports fan
4: agreed, agreed.
0: And, and another thing to, to remember is that this is just the opening week poll you know I yeah. I was I was looking back on it a little bit, and the amount of times that the, the the top four in that initial poll had ended up being in the final four, I think it's. I mean, don't don't quote me on this, but I think it's the only time that it's ever happened was last season, was was the first time. And, that,
2: and last season, we knew those four teams. As long as those four teams won nobody was topping those four teams and those four teams all won. Like it's yeah. just how we knew it was going to play out. Right. So,
0: yeah, I'm, I mean, even as, as recent as what, three years ago, I think it was uh, Oklahoma came out in the initial one. Yeah. In 2019, Oklahoma came out in the first poll ninth. And they ended up making the college football playoff. So, I mean, just worry, worry about what's in front of you and just continue to, to to pray for chaos and yeah, sit back and enjoy the ride.
1: All right. Also piggybacking on the tackling question, it seems we've put more emphasis on stripping the ball than making the tackle. Is this a scheme transition from Marcus Freeman
0: to Mike Tressel? I hate that shit. <laughs> I think everyone tries to do that. Have you watched football at all? Like, Like even in the pros, it's like, you know, when you know the first guy wraps him up and then the next guy comes in, and he's just trying to strip the ball. I, I don't think play it's, to the whistle, yeah. I don't think it's necessary. Didn't they get
2: like two strips
0: against Tulane doing that? Yeah, yeah they were play to the whistle, period. They recovered one at the 10 yard line, ended up with the Christian get, Lowry did, field goal,
2: but didn't get the touchdown.
1: All right, recruiting which recruits will be at UC this weekend? We talked about that top three national college football writers.
2: I think Pete Thammel's probably top of the game right now. Yeah. You know.
0: This is hard.
2: This is hard because like most of these guys have been on the BCJ network of podcasts over the past six weeks. Tim Brando. We have crushed. Wait, is not a writer. He's more of a broadcaster.
0: Yeah.
2: Tim Brando. So like That's,
0: that's fair. Is is he coming on the BCJ pod? No.
2: No, I we haven't, he hasn't. Responded to any?
0: I think that's uh, when you might have to reach out to his agent.
2: <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, and I'm not playing that game. Like you, can, you, can, you can be Bill Bender and just you know agree to come on, yeah, or not. Like All right. that's how we do it here. Um, I mean Bender, Bill Bender's really good. Ralph is really good. Um, you know, with each of them, you know, Nicole Auerbach is really good um chris vanini friend of the network he'll join me wednesday filling in for mo egger on espn 1530 uh he's been on pardon the punctuation he's been on the bcj podcast he's been a guest of mine many times on 1530 um there's a lot that that i i put a lot of weight into heather heather dennich is not one of them right now <laughs> kiss my ass uh, with that company line bullshit,
0: I mean, I mean uh, yeah, how how about that statement? Like, ooh, whatever. I just
2: like that by was, a was metric it? that nobody knows. Like, it, it's just something ESPN uses without any.
0: Yeah, uh, was, it, like, was, which, was, was it which is like I, I hate it just as much as that dagon strength of schedule. Like, like I hate strength of schedule.
1: Was it Vanini who went back at her saying somebody has to be last? What are you talking? Like every year, somebody's right. last. Like, what are you talking about right now? Like, there's always a last. When you have a first, there's always a last. What's wrong with you right now? Somebody's always going to be last every year.
2: I don't know, man. Don't get me started. (laughs) I've kept my blood pressure low for most of this podcast, knowing I need to save it up for tomorrow. This is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Just save it up for tomorrow. All
1: right. uh, Thoughts on adding a game report card similar to what Pinster does for Notre Dame?
2: No. All right. So what here's 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 what I can tell you about that, especially in a situation like this. There is nothing coaches hate more than to see somebody that doesn't know the game plan, doesn't know the strategy behind it, grading their performance.
0: Right.
1: Well, if you none like of us, none you of us like like...
2: the yeah, if you like the information. That we provide here, the last thing you want is us to be like the running back coach gets a D minus today. That's no, <laughs> of, it's for the brand, if you will. None of
1: us have the credo to do so anyway. Like, right? I don't know. Just I don't, I don't know, know what
2: they're doing. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. I don't know, like you know. I know the basics. I know what a you know a, a, a cover two is and a cover four and you know, press man and and whatnot and what have you. But I don't know, like, what was the idea on rolling this safety this way or bracketing this tight end or who was spying the quarterback or what their exact idea was for their five technique against a bad left tackle. Like, no, it it just, it doesn't, know.
1: Would a VIP game day thread be any less irritating than the open
2: ones? No, because it's almost all paid members that are in those game day threads. So we can make it VIP and it's going to be exactly the same. We don't have a lot of free posters. Most of the people that post on Bearcat Journal are members.
1: Is this Cincinnati team, the linchpin for playoff expansion? seems like the AP voters and coaches are trying to force the committee's hand this year into letting Cincinnati in the, cfp invitational uh, which means some blue bloods will be held out in expansion soon to follow
2: the playoff expansion thing is already yeah way too far down the road like this isn't gonna change it at all because it's it's what the power five commissioners want not what you know fans want or media want or it, it's what ESPN wants, really, yeah, because it's going to make them more money.
1: As long as it doesn't expand to other
0: networks. Well, and we'll the expansion see. thing is like, yes, it, it does get more teams in, allows Power 5 teams to get in. But it's still like everyone's talking about, okay, so now that four SEC teams can get in. And, like, I, I mean, it's still going to be for the big conferences. It's, I mean, this season. Ooh,
4: what,
0: no. Never mind. Sorry. Say it. Somebody
2: mentioned guest picker John Legend, but the, he's an Ohio State guy, like huge Ohio State fan, but he's from Ohio, like, and he's a, it's the biggest celebrity as you can, you can find,
0: he's from but Big, he's a Buckeye. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to use him in Columbus.
0: Yeah. Nick Lachey, greater sign. Come
1: all right. Uh, Cincinnati is ranked outside the top six on Tuesday. Should Sauce, Des, and MyJ shut it down for the year? I'm mostly joking, but they've proven all they need to at this point. Why, why risk their futures for what are obviously glorified exhibition
2: games? Can you repeat that again?
1: If Cincinnati's ranked outside the top six on Tuesday, should Sauce, Des, and MyJ shut it down for the year? I'm mostly joking, but they've proven all they need to at this point. Why risk their futures for what are obviously glorified exhibition games
2: I mean it's not a terrible point <laughs> it's not if, if Cincinnati's gonna come in at seven
1: you I think you. you might see I think you might see some of it
0: I well but I still don't think that no I I mean not with this group like you right. like those
2: guys are pretty tight like everybody's pretty close
0: yeah and, um, and they keep speaking about the message and, you know, the goals and, and different things of like that. Right. They're going to could, keep could just be, they're going to
2: fight to the finish and never give in.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, they are, <laughs> I mean, I don't you know. do your
2: best boys. We'll do the rest boys. Okay. Onward to victory.
0: Oh man. I like that. Are you a coach?
2: No, I'm singing the fight song. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Right, Fight to the finish, that. never get it. There You're it is. your best boys. We'll do the rest boys. onward oh. to victory
0: Ah uh, now oh Goosebumps <laughs>
1: <laughs> In my opinion if they're starting the rankings at number seven tomorrow, it is abundantly clear that the committee has zero intention. There's not a question here. All right, um moving on to the next mailbag. Hey
0: hey basketball this,
1: uh, there is no basketball I know, I know
2: nobody asked
1: so so we're in the banks
2: kiss my ass skins with this uh, although the first half of this question i like i think it's gonna be fun what is so
1: it? since chad does not like this is this question is dedicated to brent uh since chad does not like movies let's do another tv question if we recast the 90s classic saved by the bell with bcj people who plays what role and why is brent lisa turtle
2: What? I mean, I Brent actually has some Lisa Turtle vibes. Like that's a that's a pretty good one, actually. She's organized, she's got high energy, like, you know.
1: It's probably the best match, unless you're going Jesse Spano.
2: No, I was gonna you were Jesse Spano, is what I was gonna go with. Yeah. No. You're a little emotionally unstable at times. You kind of (laughs) go up and down. You seem like you could eat a bunch of caffeine pills one day, like you know, I, I o- like overdosing Over, on your overdosing your on, on vape. <laughs> did you wake up, Did you wake up going? I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so, so scared. scared. <laughs> Is that what happened when you overdosed on your nicotine?
1: I mean, but I don't call people like chauvinist pigs or anything weird oh. with all that.
2: I know, but I mean, you've got some Jesse Spano vibes. I might turn into
1: a stripper later on. Right, it's, it's like fine
2: all. Uh, you might, if you don't find a job soon, you might be stripping on the weekdays. Fuck Man. stripping on the weekends. You might be stripping on a Tuesday.
1: Man, nobody likes that Tuesday evening. Vibe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's so- like
2: i I've, I've got you as Jesse Spano for sure.
1: All right, what about Dave?
2: <sighs> Who was the guy that was like the? That ran the max, like that could okay. be Dave, right? Max, Max. Well, I the, the carrot, like the I can't remember the actor. Max, like Dave would be Max, right? Like the 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 Doing Twitter the account. The Twitter account is the Max. Dave <laughs> runs the Twitter account, so like that's where everybody hangs out. Is is, is on Twitter? I think I'm I'm probably what Belding. Do I do I have to be Belding?
1: Hey 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 what? Is going on here? <laughs> Does that make Brett? Brett's got to be Screech, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> for sure.
0: Well, who's AC Slater and Zach Morris? And
2: I don't Kelly think we Kapowski. have a Slater. I don't think we have a Slater or a Zach.
1: Oh, Boston could be the uh, the the biker chick that came in from yeah. like... <laughs> like
2: just popped up. What was the, uh, fuck! What was her name? I can remember. Or, it was something like male, the one female. With the curly,
1: she, she had curly yeah. hair, always wore the leather jacket. Yeah. But she's like there to just shit talk everybody. And then just is. is just she's got a, a Tori Scott.
0: That's was that it. That was Stace, it. Yeah. Stacy Carosi.
1: Oh, I forgot about the Carosis.
2: Yeah. Tori Scott was was the biker chick. There it is. That absolutely <laughs> was her. Um, what Taylor? Taylor could be. Taylor's going to have to have a role here. Um, she's not. I don't think she's. She doesn't play a large enough role to be Kapowski, who was who was the girl that dated Screech.
1: Uh, that's what I was going to go with the little blonde.
2: Yeah, <laughs> who was the girl that dated Screech?
1: Just not uh, enough screen time to really develop a character. We've got Ginger. That might have been it.
2: I I don't remember I don't, I don't
1: remember her name. Um is skin Screech's robot.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Uh hmm. like this is you know, I actually watched a lot of say by the bell.
0: So I I didn't, so you guys are doing a good job.
2: Um I just I just what maybe General could be uh
1: there's a there's a second Golick reference here as the one Golick brother was on the college years.
2: Well yeah, the the yeah, the the old uh Bob Bob Golick.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Was like was like ran the dorm or the apartment or whatever that they lived in.
4: Really? Yeah.
1: Which yeah. was weird because when I went to college it was just a another
2: college student, not right. just this old dude. <laughs> what was what was Bob Golick doing being an RA? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Awkward. Like, that's what awkward. You, what are you doing here, man? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think we have a Zach or a Slater. the General. General maybe could be. Who would he be though? He'd be more Slater than he would Zach. Like he's not preppy. We don't have a preppy.
1: Would Would Bird maybe, be Mick Zach? Will,
2: Yeah, maybe Berg would be nah yeah, maybe Berg would be Zach.
1: With like the catchphrases and
2: yeah, that's Berg would be Berg would definitely have like the ability to pause the scene. Time out and like time out. (laughs) Timeout. Like he would definitely have that that ability for sure. So Berg would be Zach. There we go. Uh I mean, can we include Tobes somehow in, in any of this? Like I mean, he's the most
1: athletic out of any
2: of us currently. So <laughs> does that by default make him AC Slater? It might. Tobes is AC Slater. There we go. We did it. We, we got everybody. It. Yeah, we we didn't get a Kapowski. I'm not touching that.
0: No. Didn't get didn't get a Kapowski. Well, then just have it. Yeah, I don't know. Not. <laughs> I was gonna touch it, but I'm not gonna. Touch don't. It. Don't. follow question,
1: and this one is Choose Your Own Adventure. Brent tries to use some of the Latin he learned at Cathedral and accidentally summons a demon. This demon is a bit of a trickster and damns Brent and the rest of the BCJ to an eternity of Saturday weddings in the fall. There are only two ways that this can be broken. The first is Aaron commits seppuku, dying a hero, or the second is Aaron releasing the demon on Brent and the innocent guest at his next wedding. I, I assume seppuku is where the Japanese soldier kills himself on a sword. Uh, which do you guys choose? Um, I'm not killing myself for anyone, so I would choose to release the demon on Brent and the guests at the next one every
2: time 100 out of say so you're killing me, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's killing you. The well, problem is, so. the problem is, are the guests just Brent's like crew? Because I'm okay well, with so- that
1: said it damns brent and the rest of the bcj to an eternity of saturday wedding so you all are screwed because i didn't fall in the
2: yeah spot. well you're you're killing the customer base so i got you're a welcome. problem with this you're welcome i can't pay you anymore because you killed everybody that's a member of the website
0: yeah geez oh, I mean, oh now i know why aaron picked this because that means he gets to kill skins 99 in the process <laughs> got him
1: he didn't see that coming well done brent well done (laughs) all right uh best burger in cincinnati my nomination is sammy's and blue ash um i'd go zips i love zips burgers
2: have you guys been to you ever been to herb and thelma's no herb and thelma's is about as good as it gets where Uh, is that at it's in Covington. It's a tiny, tiny little hole in the wall. Like, they've just got a little flat top, really. Basically, all they make are burgers. And it's, like, old school. Like, you know, I think my grandpa used to hang out back there, back in, like, the 40s and 50s type of place. And their burgers are to die for. Outstanding. Um, Have you been I to still love. Yeah, I've been to Zips. Okay. Zips is very good. I still like the Turf Club.
1: I've never been to Turf Club, so I can't say one way or the other
2: there. But that's like a burger experience if you're going to Turf Club. I mean, you
1: can put anything on those damn things.
2: Yeah. I've had the basic, like, just the the burger, and they're really good. But, like, when you start getting the sauces and the toppings and all the other stuff that goes with, like, making your $14 burger a $44 burger, (laughs) like turf club we were, we were actually talking about it tonight we went out we went and uh saw tony and mo at twin peaks which twin peaks actually has a they have a hangover burger which is just an over easy egg with bacon on a burger so when you cut into it you get the the runny egg mm-hmm. through the that was this really good like i don't know i'm not it's a chain and i'm not saying it's the best burger in cincinnati but i had a burger tonight that was pretty tasty um and they have but venison yeah, queso. The queso is really good at yeah. Twin Peaks. Queso is really good. Um, we did have queso as well, Brent. So, uh, But I, I'd have to go for me. I really love Herb and Thelma's. And then uh, the Turf Club is still outstanding. Zips, Quatman's, you know, there, there's a lot of really good, like, mom and pop burger joints around the city.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't lived there in quite a while, but went to Gaslight Cafe recently. That's yeah, very good, pretty good. Um, and then, uh, definitely Zips. I, I was I was raised on Zips. Um, just just a great atmosphere. You watch the watch the train. little uh, Choo Choo train go around the top mm-hmm. and and just slam down a good burger. So yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Right there. All right.
1: That's that's the mailbag, gentlemen.
0: Well, yay, you, yay. you know what that leaves us with. D-Day tomorrow. Oh man. I mean, I'm 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 gonna go in there cautiously optimistic and then probably have my heart ripped out and, and stepped on. So but
2: I think four, but I'm kind of braced for five or six. Six, I'm still gonna be a little ticked off. Anything below six, I'm gonna blow a gasket.
1: Should we expect you hopping on with us on PTP for live reaction for the first uh, I don't know, roughly half hour or so of the show?
4: Yeah, I'll be we'll there.
2: We'll see. All right. <laughs> you
0: you you can't open and ask Chad right in front He's, of my face. Yeah. I mean, Cheese he did, peace. like, that,
2: that uh, was kind of a dick move. That was a little
0: messed up, especially how, never mind. But, uh yeah. Yeah.
1: All are welcome. Who said I? I
0: <laughs> just simply asking a question. All right. All right.
2: Um, but we'll, yeah. so we'll see how it worked up. I get, I thought it was at eight ending at nine. If it's at seven ending at eight, uh, I might cool off a little by nine fifteen. but we'll see.
0: Chad, you, Chad, you definitely would have found out throughout the day. If you still thought of that, it was eight, but how funny would it have been if you click on the it. TV yeah. and you're like, wait a minute, why is this NBA game on right now?
2: Yeah. I would not have been <laughs> a happy camper.
1: No, well, no. I mean, if either you are going to be there, we just have to be done by nine 45 when James Smith joins us. <laughs>
2: Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. I can I can hang around and talk to Jimmy. I like Jimmy's my guy. No, no. Jimmy, my dude.
0: Has has he gone back to Australia yet?
2: No, he's been trying to catch on in the NFL. So right. he's still around.
0: Well, I don't know if he just randomly went back because I knew he hadn't been back in a very long time or something along those lines. But I mean, Australia is also super locked down, I'm pretty sure. So
2: yeah, like um, the, the problem is if you go, you might not get back out so
0: exactly well guys D Day is tomorrow it's uh I don't know they've done they've done us dirty in the past let's hope that uh tomorrow is a is a new day of reckoning i'm i'm looking forward to it seven o'clock tune in college we roll in
2: they hate Trying to catch me riding dirty.
0: Trying to catch me, me riding, riding dirty. dirty <laughs> to catch me riding dirty. Yeah, so hopefully they don't catch us riding dirty tomorrow and it, it is all, all <laughs> clean with a full tank of gas and, and heading forward to the uh, college football playoff. But going to get another fantastic BVP here, guys. Uh, For my good pals, great buddies, Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. Bill
1: no Bender, Brent hats Young.
0: off. I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic
4: PVP. Thank you for listening. Presented to you by BearcatJournal.com. See ya.